Um, in here? In the room? I yeah. feel fine. Oh, I I'm feel fine. good. Okay, cool. Chilly, if anything. Uh, you know, some like it hot. <laughs> Not me, though. They're turning that into a musical. They're, what is it with the old cross-dressing movies being made into musicals? Right <laughs> I think, I think honestly, I think it's kind of the Brits wanting to like put a little more transphobia on Broadway. Mm. I feel like that's mm. their best way. <laughs> did, did Mrs. Doubtfire have something to do with the British in some way, shape, or form? I don't think well, so. It was made by the something British. rotten guys. She's she is British. She's, she is British. No, she's yeah. Scottish. She's, I mean, yeah, she's Scottish. Yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire is Scottish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah she's under just, the crown. Yeah, they're just calling it Doubtfire. Now Her name is Yuvajanaya. So that, that really? has that yeah. took off then? That's like actually... Oh, they're, is they're really they're calling it Doubtfire? They're calling it Doubtfire now to kind of skirt controversy. That's but gotcha. somebody brought up in a review... Like, or she like actually, an it's actually it. just uh, a guy now who babysits for his family dressed as a different man. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing. Is someone's like, why not just make him a Scottish man? Why? Why yeah. does he have to be a Scottish woman? Well, because that's the joke, AJ. Mr. Doubtfire. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I think Tootsie... I'm gonna go make fire. I think Tootsie as the the movie's story doesn't do what you expect a cross-dressing movie to do. I think it's actually a, a pretty good movie, if you've seen Tootsie. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. Um, the, Mrs. Mu- the musical did uh, leaned really hard, I, I guess, yeah. into... Like, sure. What... what? Mrs. Delphire missed was uh-huh. that like a man finally getting the taste of like what a woman goes through. And that's not yeah. what Mrs. Delphire has anything to do with. No, just, absolutely like, a guy. not. It's right. about, it's about giving Pierce Brosnan the Heimlich maneuver. Exactly. And then getting your own children's program after stalking Mara Wilson. This is true. Um, with no legal repercussions <laughs> whatsoever. Nope. Nope. So many possible worlds, but we got this one. Welcome to the Worst of All Possible Worlds, the first and only podcast to post-cringe and gain subscribers. I'm the Worst of All Possible Josh's. I'm the Worst of All Possible AJ's. I am the Worst of All Possible Brian's. And joining us this afternoon, going into the evening (laughs) now because it took so long to set up. (laughs) We're nailing it. uh, Is Ash Stoneman. Hello. Hello. Hi. Uh, Ash Stoneman is, uh, you're a comedian. Uh, yes. Former comedian? Former, when I'm asked nicely... Uh, okay. I will perform. <laughs> Has to be really nice. Works though. for real money and yes. also a smile. Um, <laughs> and you exposure. were formerly on a podcast where you did something even I would not subject my co-host yeah, so to. Sadistic. You watched every single Pokemon movie. Yeah, we were subjected uh, under duress uh, by ourselves to watch every single Pokemon movie, plus the shorts as well. At number 16, I took a sabbatical that they started bringing some guests on and I was coming back periodically. But then um, we gave a poll, like, hey, do you guys want us to continue this? And like, no one interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> so we were like, guess not. <laughs> so oh. I guess that's it. Um, so yeah, it was Just like... putting the barrel to your temple. <laughs> yeah. like, if anyone has any objections to what I'm about to do, Russian say, roulette. say so, literally anything, so breathe a little loud. Russian roulette with a fully loaded chamber. There's, exactly. a, there's a bullet in all six. Here we go. <laughs> Each one is made out of milk. Melted down Pokemon movie DVDs. <laughs> there we go. Well, not to resubject you to the horrors of your yeah. podcast, but today we are gathered here to speak 
of the pocket monsters. Yes. So let's start with a little bit of history, as we like to do. We really are. We are a history podcast. That's I right. think first and foremost. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Satoshi Tajiri, a name known to us all. He was born in 1965. His father was a Nissan salesman. Mm. Uh, he loved to collect bugs, sort of like Vladimir Nabokov, really. He was just a little kid who just was obsessed with bugs. He, he'd go and he'd take rocks from out in the woods and he'd move the rocks around and then see what bugs collected on it the next time he went and turned it over. It really does seem like a lot of the video game pioneers were really obsessed with the outdoors and then they yeah. created a medium where you just did not go outside. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I think well, that, yeah. that speaks to something because... Uh, maybe because of course Miyamoto is the other one that we always think of with like mm -hmm. the Legend of Zelda. Sure. Tajiri grew up in a small town, but it was in, it was near Tokyo. Mm -hmm. And over the course of just his childhood, mm -hmm. it all paved over. Sure. Rivers disappeared, were filled in, uh, trees cut down. Like he went from living in a little town where he could easily just walk into the woods to living in the city of Tokyo. Yeah, in that in that romance for sort of a more pastoral uh, world where you can just roam about freely yeah. is very much a big part of the, the and so the DNA I think of the I think part yeah. of the whole video game thing is like, well, kids can't do this anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. We got to preserve it. This <laughs> yeah. is um, so Space Invaders comes out in 1978. That that thing is, uh, I mean, it was big all over the world, but it was huge in Japan. Space Invaders specifically. Uh, he's 13 years old and he gets really good at it. His friends know him as a guy who can just like go to the arcade, play all afternoon on a single quarter or yen quarter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> whatever that is. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. What do you, what do you imagine this looks like? What does a yen quarter look like to you? Uh, I like the idea that the yen quarter could be the name of the gambling district of Tokyo, you know? It's oh, just, so true. It's where you go to spend all your yen. Yeah. It's the yen quarter. So the gambling is illegal because you go to like a pachinko parlor right. and you pay money right. to get ball bearings and you get more ball bearings, but you're not expected to spend it on prizes. You're supposed to go to the place next door and exchange it for cash, which is why the gaming corner in uh, the first generation Pokemon games has the little building next right. to the gambling building. Oh, yeah. How about that? Isn't that fun? I love gamble, that the games children. really taught you how to gamble at a yeah. young age. I think that was very important. Yeah. That, that's well, that was really good part of that, too. That's yeah. one of the things that... Yeah. Um, so, Tajiri gets so good, he starts writing, like, little leaflets that he hands to his friends. They're like, here's the inner workings of Space Invaders. Here's how well it works. He ends up playing Space Invaders so much that at some point, one of the arcade owners just gives him the game. Oh, wow. He just gets the cabinet in his home. It's cool. That's so cool. as a teenager, literally like 15, 16, 17, there are companies, uh, Sega does this, another company does this, where they're they're taking like pitches. You're like, you can send them your pitch for a video game and win prize money. I don't know if they like use this to make video games. <laughs> just I was, like I was off say, of the backs yeah. of these, you know, children who get a one-time fee. Oh, what, what's, um, the, what's the big, uh, was it Universal just bought up a fan fiction site and is mining what? it for material now? What? Oh, that's cool. They should make NFTs out of it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it really like they're they're trying to Jesus like find. Christ. Yeah, isn't that isn't that wow. sick? Also, I like that. Also, don't need to buy the website. You could just like steal. Stuff. You just do it. It's the internet. Um, you can do it. The police can't stop you. They they, they can't and they won't. No, they um, won't. <laughs> so he he wins a couple of these contests submitting game design concepts, and so in eighty two, so he's seventeen. He starts publishing a gaming zine. 
So he starts printing at home, stapling things. He gets his his mom and his little sister involved. And uh, this is very this is very sweet. This yeah, is a this, very heartfelt beginning. For this this zine is called Game Freak. Oh, yeah, Game Freak. so Game Freak starts as little this little magazine that becomes so popular. He's not just giving it to his friends or like people in the neighborhood. He's actually sending it by mail to other parts of the country. Ooh. As a teenager. I always thought that Game Freak was a weird name for a video game developer. Yeah, yeah. So it was literally for people who were big freaks about games. Right. Hey, are you a Game Freak? I'm the, I, uh, so am I. I am the Mind Freak. Yeah. There's no reality, just this world of illusion that keeps haunting me. It's really weird. This entire time we've been recording, Josh has just been sticking needles through his hand <laughs> and pulling them back out. I, uh... I, I always wondered what the Game Freak logo meant. I don't know if anybody. Oh, I have no idea what that fucking what, thing what? is. No, uh, it, it, it kind There's of looks like, like a whale breaching like a the water. It's like a little like squiggly blob coming out of the water. It looks like a humpback whale, like almost like fully. Uh, huh. Yeah, that's flopping. a very creative interpretation of it because it looks like literally nothing. Or uh, like, oh yeah, or it's like thing. if Michigan well, were wrong. Ash, I, I, I always, I always saw it as a surfboard. Oh, huh. Yeah, it's like. It does look like a surfboard. I think that's just a guy being a real freak about games. Right. You know, it looks like the that Swiss like suicide pod. <laughs> Talking about suicide a lot today. That's not good. Uh, <laughs> um, this guy named Ken Sugimori, whose name you definitely have heard. Yep. Uh, he mails Satoshi Tajiri because he's like, this is cool. Um, your illustrations are kind of they, they're shit. So like, but I'm an artist. I'm a cool artist. Uh, I want to make illustrations for you. So they don't even live nearby. He gets involved again over the mail. Um, the kind of girl you can't send through the mails. Uh, <laughs> so Game Freak then gets a dev kit, a Famicom dev kit, which what's weird is I guess back then this is not how Nintendo would operate la later on. You could get a Famicom dev kit without getting the Nintendo contract. Really? Hmm. So oh, but, wow. they, but then they were like, oh, we have this dev kit now. And then they're like, oh, fuck, we can't actually like make a game. <laughs> Because right. we need the contract. Huh. So what they end up doing is they, they they develop a game. And they make a game called Quinty in 1989. So at this point, Tajiri is 24 years old. They make this game. They call up Namco. And Namco ends up publishing it to the Famicom. So then Hudson Soft ends up localizing it in 1990 as Mendel Palace. Come on. <laughs> That's such a it's, they tie it into the falsettos universe. <laughs> Gregor Mendel's palace. <laughs> maybe that's what they're doing. I don't maybe. know. I think it it's might a game be. where you flip tiles over. So like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not a puzzle game. We like ever you, played Quincy? I've never played it. No, oh, okay. I didn't have a the, the first home console I had was a GameCube. Oh, yeah. Was it fun? Ash? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was very boring. <laughs> like most of Game Freak's games. Anyway, um, <laughs> no, Drill Dozer fucking rules, dude. Drill Dozer is awesome. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. It, that's one game. Uh, when the Game Boy came out, one of the big things that really grabbed the attention of the Game Freak guys was the link cable. You right. know, it wasn't just you could play multiplayer, you could connect a right. game to another game. And so they, they thought, this would be kind of fun to make something that's built around trading stuff. You have something on your game. Your friend doesn't have it yet. You can send him your thing. Well, and that's also, I mean, that's a good application of the link cable because yeah. honestly, like I never used my link cable outside of Pokemon. I, and I didn't have friends with a Game Boy. So right. we also had one system for the household. Um, but like, who's going <laughs> to like, who's going to um, hook up a Game Boy to another Game Boy for real time synchronous 
yeah, competitive, yeah. you know, player versus player yeah, action. Right. That's not a real thing. Happen. You could do that on a console or whatever. I mean, I yeah. did. I, I remember there being games but where you could, you, but you, it just wasn't you very well implemented. You could do right. it on a console, but you couldn't do it on a console at recess or on the True. bus or whatever. True. True. Right, right. Or at church. Until they were um, banned. Yes. <laughs> how, long, <laughs> how long did it take y'all schools uh, to ban Game Boys uh, uh, at recess? Oh, my I, school, it was already banned. Oh, yeah. I went By the time a, I got there. I don't know that my school. Because I started school in 1996. So like, well, because they kind of look like calculators. Like the original Game mm, Boys, like, you could probably disguise as a calculator for a yeah. while before anybody caught on. So, so Tajiri comes up with this idea. Sugimori makes this really great artwork for it for Capsule Monsters in 1990. So they're getting in on the ground floor of the Game Boy tech, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's cool. They pitch it directly to Nintendo. And Nintendo is like, oh, this rocks. And specifically, Shigeru Miyamoto uh, takes special interest. Fellow in bug game. enthusiast. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Fellow bug man. New kind of guy just dropped. It's a bug man. <laughs> he will eat the bugs. He will live in the pod. Um, <laughs> so these are probably the only people in the entire world who have ever gotten a compliment from Shigeru Miyamoto. <laughs> so he, he actually like personally works with them. That's why Gary's name is Shigeru. Uh, in in oh. yeah the rival yeah yeah so this game takes six years to make a Game Boy game taking six years to make is is just such a fucking like and they that's still couldn't so patch big. out all the glitches mm-hmm. missing well no because oh, yeah. they pushed that the, they pushed the hardware of the Game Boy to its absolute yeah. fucking limit and yeah. beyond and yeah. uh, so this game is of course at this point just called Pocket Monsters right mm. they use the English words Pocket Monster. Um, and red and green release in 1996, and it's not a big deal when it comes out. They don't get a lot of hype. A lot mm. of the big magazines and like retail outlets don't push Pocket Monsters because Game Boy has been around for six years now. They thought it was played right. out. Right. They just thought, yeah, this isn't going to be a big thing. It was, it was sort of like, even though this was a very hyped movie, it was sort of like how Titanic was not a huge movie right on its release, right? It was not the the economics of immediate release. It's just that Titanic was in theaters for literally a year. Right. Pokemon sold well at the beginning. It was at the top of the chart, but not anything spectacular. And then it just never left the chart. Yeah, sure. It just kept selling and kept selling and kept selling. Uh, and that's when they start realizing, oh, there's something to this. And because the old uh, avenues of advertising hadn't really paid off, um, especially for Pokemon, they decided to start building hype in a different way. So they make a manga. Right. Mm. And then they make a card game and then they start production on an anime. Yeah. So now kids can get, I, I don't know, you know, Shonen Jump or whatever it was in, uh, their quarter yen. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and yen quarterly. Yes. Yeah. And they can Each read. Each issue is approximately one yen quarter. They can, they can read the, the control these days. two bits. Yeah. yeah. The, Yen and a haircut, two bits. Yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> I don't know about that one, AJ. <laughs> I don't know about anyone's today. I'm firing mostly blanks. Yeah. I put the gun to my head and it's six blanks. <laughs> so it starts doing incredibly well. It becomes it becomes more than a game. It becomes an entire franchise. Right. Well, it's a brilliant marketing strategy, right? Especially well, with the link like, cable mentality. Well, it's like you need to get a right. game, but it's also you have to convince your friends exactly. to get the other game because your one. parents aren't going to buy you both and, red and green. You know, right? in the Game Boy era, all that this character is is a single piece of artwork. Like it tackled you and it, it moves left and slightly. Forth, right? yeah. So what do you do? You build the mythology around each one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You make a manga where it's like this Rhydon sure likes to, 
I don't know, it pisses on Nidorans or something. <laughs> and then you're like, fuck, that's what Rhydon does. I wondered, I had a hunch, but oh, now I know that it, 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 it's, <laughs> it's the thing. It pisses on Nidorans. No, it Boy seems like in this girl. case, the Nidoran has the piss kink. No, no, the Nidoran does not want it. <laughs> oh, they don't want any part of this? No, nature is a cruel, cruel oh. mistress. That's tough. Yeah. Predator-prey uh, relationship. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Ashley, when you, uh, did you have a, a Game Boy and in Pokemon growing up? Or? Yes. Okay. No, I had uh, I had the original Game Boy briefly, but then I got a Game Boy Color, which okay. is what I was my main. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. Here's the thing. So I bought red and blue. Oh, um, both oh wow. Of them. Yeah. Oh, uh, but the thing was, is that, like, I was the only kid in my town into Pokemon. Like, it was just me. Like, you gotta trade with yourself. That's, yeah. a, right, that's a exactly. self five. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, none of my friends were into it. So it was just me, like, trying to catch all the Pokemon myself. <laughs> like, that was all it was. My, I was very heavily regulated about what I could play, what I could watch. Okay. But mm-hmm. for some reason, Pokemon, like, slipped under the radar. And I, I, I mean, think it's just because it's, my parents had no idea what yeah, it was. Yeah, it's pretty unobjectionable, yeah. to be honest. You know, unless you think the word monster is scary, that's when you start running <laughs> trouble. But right, like, right. sure, yeah, it, it it's brightly colored. It's right. Just like, and when you when you don't have the TV show necessarily, you don't even have any of the other context around it. Right. And so parents are like, oh yeah, it's a little thing. It's got a little dragon guy or a turtle. Sure. Well, do they know like the yeah. financial burden it would place once the trading cards came out? Right. Yeah. Stateside, and all yeah. of a sudden, yeah. it's like. Well, and, and to sell the trading card game, too, you could get free cards oh, in true. the manga. That's so if you right. were getting into the oh. comics, you'd like buy that and be like, here's a promo card. Buy a whole pack. It really does feel it. like drugs. Pokemon yeah. really, well, at least at the beginning, felt like drugs. It is. A, catch them all, it, like it's all really impressive, too. And I, I'm assuming this is where you're going to be getting to next, Brian, how they sort of developed and piloted this strategy in yeah. Japan but then they were able to bring it here. Yes. And not only were they able and, to bring it here, they were able to succeed on all points of the plan. They right. were they were very hesitant to bring it here, which is interesting, right? It doesn't come here for two years. Right. Right. Um, for this, I guess for some of the same reason that it was like, you know, it sold slowly at the beginning. They thought it was like a good game, obviously, but they didn't think it was necessarily gonna be, you know, the largest franchise in the history of the United States and the entire world and the universe, even. No other planet has something like this. This thing is worth this thing is worth hundreds of billions of dollars with yeah. a B. It's true. I traveled at Warp 10 uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I went yeah. to every point in the universe. And you turned into a slug. I turned to a slug afterward yeah. and it's fine. It's not like a but, salamander, really. I mean, but I think Jupiter got really into Digimon. Josh yeah. has just been watching the same episode of Star Trek Voyager over and every over and over again. The last two months. Somebody has to watch Voyager, <laughs> I guess. I'll defend Voyager any damn day. Uh, so not that episode though. That well, and then in addition, ass. you have you have this sort of accident where someone kind of fucked around and put a little Mew in the, in there. You write this mm-hmm. mysterious one hundred fifty first Pokemon. Right. That was a joke for the developers. Really? Like it was just like, oh, the other devs can get the little code and and dig in and get a Mew. So just and then put there a cute like, little guy in there. Just but to, then, uh, yeah, the rumors came out and we had everyone had you know Game Shark those types of products existed right, at that right. time people which were never worked games the, the news of that spread and they did an event and you could go to this place and they'd hack into your game and give you a mew mm-hmm. and you could just have it um well you say AJ, you say you say that it never worked i wouldn't say that that's necessarily true things like game shark my you know, friend had one that worked it, it, i didn't have a game the, shark the game shark what the game shark did and what made it so uniquely well suited to stuff like pokemon is that it? Uh, it's able to alter yeah. what's going on in specific line lines of line. code yeah. in the game. Right. Mm-hmm. So those hashes 
because of the fact that Pokemon is, again, a game that pushes the system to its absolute limits, so much of that code is written in such a specific way that it does such specific yeah. things that you can like find the line that contains the thing. You can tweak it ever so slightly and then you can basically change the entire fucking game in a way that is not possible in a lot of other we cases. We bring this to the United States of America. Yep. Who did this? Me. Who, who did this? <laughs> cry laughing emoji. Cry laughing emoji. Cry laughing emoji. Who, whose man is this? <laughs> Let us meet a gentleman by the name of Al Khan. Khan! Al Khan was born in 19... Balaga! (laughs) Al Khan was born 1947 in Brooklyn, New York, New York, United States of America. It's too many qualifiers. Uh, As an adult, became the head of licensing at Coleco Mm -hmm. in the 80s. Then... He joined a company called Leisure Concepts Incorporated, which he turns into four kids eventually. Okay. So Leisure Concepts uh, Incorporated. I it was the publisher of Leisure Suit Larry. Uh, it, was, it was not. No, LCI was a merchandising company. So they start in 1970. So LCI does merch and ads and, you know, makes backpacks or whatever for Farrah Fawcett, uh, James Bond, Buck Rogers, develops G.I. Joe and the Thundercats. It partners with Rankin Bass to produce the Thundercats TV show and other Mm. things. Then they partner with Nintendo in the 80s. It's interesting, though, that you say that because, like, that means already they are no strangers to, like, vertically integrated multimedia franchises. absolutely no strangers at all. And so in the 80s, they start branching into the video game franchises, these kids things. Um, And uh, these are the people who, who made Cabbage Patch Kids, basically. They found this one small company in Georgia making Cabbage Patch Kids, and they're like, I bet I can get 40-year-old women to hit each other for this thing. <laughs> and they were right. That was right? the end goal. They turned was... it into a phenomenon. And do, 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 do. Phenomenon. they, they partnered it. with Nintendo in the in the 80s to make products for like Legend of Zelda, like backpacks, cereals, things like that. Right. There was there was kind of this boom for Nintendo stuff in the 80s. You know, they had cartoons, they were all bad. And, and then and they had a movie. They pulled it all back. You know, there was a tendency of the fads of the 80s and 90s. They'd come up and they'd get really big and then they'd all crash. Right. Mm-hmm. Beanie Babies is, of course, the one that we always talk about. But there's also Pogs. There's right. uh, Giga Pets, Tamagotchis, Cabbage Patch Kids, Tickle Me Elmo. Hit clips. Right. Hit clips. <laughs> all these things that just come up and crash. One of the big ones, one of the big famous ones was, um, uh, oh, also the 7-Up Cool Spot. How um, did those Garfield suction cup dolls, right? That was such a big thing in the 80s. Everyone had a fucking Garfield suction cup. You know, so you, you, you put them on the back of your car. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so much so that James Cameron actually referenced it in his Spider-Man script that he wrote yes. in one weekend. Yeah. the same yeah. era as Baby on Board? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, um, he described Dr. Octopus as uh, like that cartoon yeah. cat with his arms and, akimbo. And I don't think, <laughs> I don't think Paws Incorporated was associated with leisure concepts at all. But, um, you know, Jim Davis actually made the executive decision to pull suction cup Garfields from the shelves because they were worried it would crash. 
Uh, so sure. he thought the overexposure would lead to an absolute destruction of the brand. And honestly, uh, good thinking. Save yeah, the brand. Yeah, very yeah. smart. That's Jim. D- you know, he started in advertising. He thinks about right. the brand. But it does seem like is like a lot of the things that like boomed and busted in the '90s like are now me. finding like a new way back. I boomed and right. busted this morning. Oh. I mean, oh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, have have Deuce like have <laughs> seemed to like found found a way back, and now you know they're developing like a Tamagotchi series and right. yeah. the year of our yeah, Lord, yeah. 2021. Yeah. Also, you know, Beanie Babies. It's not the year of our Lord anymore. There's no. Lord in yeah, it's God is dead. But, we but have like, killed him. <laughs> <laughs> but like even Beanie Babies, you know, grow up and star in Funny Beanie Girl Babies. on Broadway. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> they become Beanie Feldstein. Yeah. I get the joke, AJ. <laughs> no, I really. This is for viewers. This is this is this is viewers. for our listeners for this bit that will not get cut. You know it won't because <laughs> uh, she's really good as Monica Lewinsky. Um. She's really good sure in everything is. she does. I like her a lot. Yeah, yeah, she's she's, very, very she's in Merrily We Roll Along, which we'll see in 30 years. Then a young man named Robert Kotick becomes the CEO of, of LCI. Bobby. Very briefly. Bobby, Bobby baby. Bobby, Bobby Kotick. Oh, God. Aaron Sorkin's favorite actor, Bobby Kotick, star of Moneyball. I call him Bobby. The greatest film. Let's hear it. Ever released. I call him Bobby Cock. Because he's a huge yeah. fucking dick. And of course, That's Bobby Kotick is a guy that we all know for no particular reason. Nothing's going on with him right, now, right now, especially. Now. Um, so he's CEO for like a month and then he buys Activision as it's collapsing and becomes a CEO there uh, where things are fine. Yeah, things are going great at Activision. Right yeah, now. it's yeah. good. Yeah. Well, so good for you. then in March of 1991, immediately after Bobby Kotick gets there and leaves, uh, this guy, Al Khan, becomes CEO. God. There, Thank you. Um, I was like, get it, get it, get in there. Um, so, <laughs> so he's flying into Japan at, at, in 1996 or 1997, probably 96. He comes into Japan and he sees kids absolutely obsessed over fucking like something, carrying right. plushy things around and gathering around kids with Game Boys. And he's like, what the fuck did Nintendo do? Like, so what, that obsession, uh, and like cultural just saturation in Japan, I, I remember, so basically, the high school that I would end up going to, the the local high school in Grand Rapids Christian High School. That's or the one. Gurkis or Gurkis. Or one could get the Gurkis special. <laughs> you can go. <laughs> that one's just for you, isn't it, Brian? <laughs> um, uh, That's every admission slip comes with a pickle. The, <laughs> it's a Gurkin Gurkis. <laughs> yeah, the Gurkis Gurkin. Our, well, our the, high the Gurkis mascot. special is uh, is related to what you do with your pickle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Big facts. Take it in vinegar and wait a while. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yeah, you need your pickle well saturated. Uh, much much like Pokemon was saturating the Japanese culture at the time. So the high what school... What a segue. Best, <laughs> best in the biz. I figured that, that was one yeah. worthy of you, AJ. Yeah. Um, there was a high school exchange program where we'd send a couple of our students over to Japan. And uh, to, we had a sister school there in Omihachiman. And they would send some of their students over here. My family growing up, we would always like have a fifth kid sort of situation like we always had a room that was invariably inhabited by some fellow traveler of some sort this japanese exchange student stayed stayed with the bormans exactly so like for a couple years there we would get an exchange student or two yeah uh for like a week or two who would then come live with us and i remember we had an exchange student and i think it was it must have been like 97 Mm -hmm. uh who came over and you know they brought some gifts and fun little candies and things yeah and uh, one of them was this little animal. And it was like, well, what is that? That is, this is like a, a, a bird that's holding a, a, a fucking. Um, leak? A leak? 
What's they brought this? you a far fetched. <laughs> the, the, and it was like on a little, a little like napkin or something like that. So this, this was like Pokemon Mania was in full swing in Japan at the time, and it hadn't even hit the states yet. But uh, I was already getting a preview of this and being like, "Oh, what is that?" And then it was only uh, once Pokemon came over that I realized what it actually was. So as a kid, I didn't know what leaks were. I thought it was celery. And as an adult, <laughs> I still don't know what leeks are. They're like, is it an onion? They're like bigger green onions. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. a big green onion. But it's hard. Like it's a solid, it's like celery. It's like a whole stalk of leek. Yeah, yeah yes. You can spin it. You can spin the leek. Yeah, and you can sing a song while you're doing it too. Yeah, yeah, ta ta. Yeah, dibba dibba da. I see. Abba dip da. Ditlan titchlan. What a long road we walked. That was a journey. That. So uh, I, I prefer spinning meat. Um, Same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're so old. <laughs> uh, Every time I see Goatsy these days, it's like, hello, old friend. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> every time he sees yes. this frequent <laughs> thing. <laughs> It's not, well, that's, that's why it's like an old friend. You only see it every once in a while, but when that's you do, true. it's like, oh, I remember you. Yeah, it's what that song is about, and merrily we roll along. Um, <laughs> Just say it. Just say which one. Which one? Goatsy? Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, what Goatsy. song in Merrily are you talking about? You know which one. Just say it. <laughs> Just say it. No, it's not our time. Um, <laughs> and it isn't. Uh <laughs> This is this is the best episode so far. Literally nothing but bangers in this uh, one. Oh my god. So, so con. con. Con is there we go. <laughs> there we go. It's picking up. More more and more are saying this. <laughs> yeah, Con sees all this stuff going on. He sees Pokemania firsthand. And he he goes to Nintendo and he's like, so this game is huge. You need to bring this to the United States immediately. And Nintendo was like, no, we don't. It's, you know, it's a turn-based RPG. Those have been a little, you know, those don't do the best. And they generally had you know, it. And for, for Game Boy stuff, they kind of thought fast-paced stuff was the better way to go, which is so fucking completely wrong. But, um... Mm -hmm. And the the other thing was that they didn't want to localize names either because that means applying for trademarks for every uh, single name and no, every single language. God, that's right. right. But but Alcon saw the possibilities here, yeah. right? He thought Pocket Monsters was going to be huge, but it was too dry. So he was going to fix it up a little bit. So he wanted the name because Tamagotchi had had done well. He wanted it to sound Japanese, right? Sure. He didn't want to. Interesting. They, they did get rid of specific Japanese re uh, references in like the anime with like food and things like that. They do but reference thought, Minnesota in the first they movie. Do. Yeah, they was so do. jarring. Yeah. The Vikings reference. Well, yeah. yeah. It's the only joke in the movie. They they wrote yeah, one gag. They should, I mean, I mean Team Viking Rocket joke. Team, Team Rocket like shoots at things that are kind of jokes. I mean, there's yeah, a lot of Yeah, them puns, saying but. who's that Pokemon looking at a screen with a silhouette of a Pokemon is not actually a joke. Um, I laugh. They, 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 they get more. They get more jokes in Pokemon the movie two thousand. Like yes. when they say when they do their rhyme scheme of like we're on the big screen. Well, and when know. they get Herman Cain to show up and uh, <laughs> pitch his nine 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 plan, um, I thought the Viking the, the Viking joke actually it's a good joke. It, it's, a good it's a good joke. joke. Yeah. It's a good joke. Yeah, it's the one. It's it doesn't. The, it doesn't one. make sense in the context I, I of the movie, like, but it's a good joke. I like yeah. when the nurse joys are disappearing. There's a poster on one of the walls. The correct plural is nurses joy. Yeah. 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 So when the nurse joys disappear, it's like attorneys general. 
<laughs> when they disappear, there's like a poster on the wall at wherever Ash yeah. and the gang are at. Yeah. And the poster just says, wanted a missing person underneath a picture of Nurse <laughs> yeah. Joy. Well, that's yeah. not bad. Well, it's useful, also, why it? would you need to include a picture? Every Nurse Joy <laughs> yeah, looks like exactly every other same, nurse. Yeah. Like it's Oh, not... now they all look the same? Wow. Yes! Canonically, <laughs> yes! It's actually true. And Brock wants to fuck all of them. Oh, well, yes, yes. Not just Brock. Um... <laughs> So he was like, pocket monsters is really dry, right? Like one, it's in English, you know, he wanted it to sound more. And this is a quote, Japanese. So so that's where they came up with Pokemon or the weird way that they say it in the anime. Pokemon. Yeah. um, Where they add the little accent on it so that you don't say Pokemon and so that it looks more Japanese. Um, when, um, and, and when did this happen? When did this all? So this, this was in the process of bringing it to the United States. This was throughout 1997. And then it comes to the U S in 1998. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, with its new name, with the big, you know, like the pocket monsters logo. If you see the old Japanese cards, it's just like, here's a pokeball. And then here's the word pocket. Right. Here's the yeah. word monsters. You know, the hero art was and so Pokemon much better like, for this. Boom. Yeah. Big yeah. yellow. Right. It's like Blue everything. Outline, yeah. I mean, they, you know, they fixated on Pikachu because Pikachu was already kind of the big thing in Japan. And it was just like, it's a great logo. And I mean, there's a reason it's called Pokemon like everywhere now. You and, know, it's and, like, and, and similarly, the uh, I remember when the Game Boy games hit, I remember yeah. those boxes and you got the big, you know, it's the, the, the whole Charizard box is just blue and, and, or, or yeah. the whole box yeah. is just red. And you've got these awesome uh, picture and it's visually arresting in a way that not a lot of stuff was in yeah. gaming at the time. Right. Uh, very clear, right. very cohesive, and very consistent yeah. was the thing. So, so they make more localized references. Not so much in the game. I don't think they really needed to that much in the game. And mm. the Stand By Me reference in the game is actually from the Japanese original text. Because Stand By Me is a huge movie in Japan in the I 90s. I know that. <laughs> and the, cur- the currency in Pokemon in the games is yen, right? Well, it's not it's it's yen po- exactly. Well, maybe it is originally. I don't know. But when it comes stateside, it's Poke Dollars. It's Poke Dollars. Which is oh, a yen okay. sign that is a it's, P. It, yeah, exactly. Sort of oh, a P. Right. It's, like, it's like a square P. And it's clearly, I mean, the value of a Poke Dollar is, is more like, like the, the value yen. of a yen yeah. than the value of a dollar, right? right? This is not a... You know, they, they change some people's names, right? We go from... Satoshi to Ash, right, mm-hmm. and Shigeru to Gary. But of course, Gary, you also get the nice little pun there because his name is Gary Oak, which is a type of oak tree right. that grows right. in South, Southern California and Mexico. Oh, that's lovely. The blue oak is also a type of oak. Oh, nice. For anyone wondering, it's a hundred poke dollars to one American dollar. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. So, which nice is the yeah. Not with this hyperinflation <laughs> under President Joe Biden. Well, part of the problem is uh, nobody wants to work anymore. You hear yeah. about this? I have yeah. to keep filling up. I have to keep <laughs> filling up my gas tank three times a week, seven times every day, right? Because <laughs> no one wants to work no one wants anymore. To work anymore. <laughs> It's because I, I'm, you know, I'm Jay Leno. I'm, I'm driving in my car. Oh, I have to keep filling oh, up my car. Oh, has, any, has anyone seen this? Has anyone heard about this? <laughs> I, I, I'm driving my car everywhere. I'm filling up my gas tank. And, and the gas is more expensive. Uh, you see this? You hear about this? Anyone see this? See, now I'm you putting a gun to Brian's head. <laughs> now, now I, mean, I won't even be able to drive my car anymore. Listeners, if you don't want me to pull this trigger. <laughs> I won't be able to drive my car anymore. I'll, I'll have to resort to jaywalking. We're gonna look at our like. You see this? You hear about uh, this? Uh, retention numbers. We see that like right around this minute. All yeah. of a sudden, just uh, like. <laughs> I once uh, blew Tim Allen. He said, <laughs> "I will never recover from that image." Thank you. <laughs> he's he's also really smart with the manufacturing of the cards. He licenses it out 
to Wizards of the right. Coast. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. The makers of magic cards, they already got the, the printing did, press. With the with the Japanese trading card game, was it Game Freak that did that as well? Was that also uh, in house? I don't know. He if, mailed if them it, out from his home. I don't yes, know. It was all, his mom and his sister painted them was by hand. I don't know if it was one of the big three companies that okay. owned the, the property or if they licensed it out to some card yeah. manufacturer. But it was a different one. Than, well, they're different TCGs. Than in the United yeah. States. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but they um, also do uh, D and D. They produce D and D games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and that that becomes a factor in all of this as well. Even though it's again, they don't make the game; they just do it in the U.S. Then he starts to try to get a TV network to pick up the anime, and no one wants it. So, you know, it doesn't end up on Cartoon Network or like Fox Kids or something. He goes market by market, hmm. and oh wow. <laughs> But it got and picked up by the WB eventually. It right. eventually gets picked yeah. up by WB. It was only ever on WB in, in my market. So I and I didn't have WB. It was not on the right. basic cable cap package that I had. So uh We never, had an over the I air I never saw the show. We had an over the air affiliate uh that that did the WB, but I know that was not the yeah. case so in then, all markets. Yeah, WB eventually produces the movie. But yeah, he went syndicated market by market initially. Mm-hmm. That's the the story of how Pokemonia came to be hmm. and came to the United States. So then we we have ourselves. We all played <laughs> Pokemon. So Ash, we've heard a little bit about you yes. and how you, much like Ash in the cartoon, decided to, mm. to catch them all. Yes. Even though Ash in the cartoon catches like five Pokemon over the course of the entire series. It's amazing. But yes. <laughs> He's so bad at his job. He's terrible. He's, He's never, so bad no. at being it's a kind of, It's kind of incredible. But he had to give credit because apparently throughout the course of the entire series, I mean, he's still about 10, 11. He leaves the house yeah. at 10 years old. Yes. By the end of the series, we've calculated that he was about 12. So okay. the course wow. of two years, his whole life has been buckshit wild. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's had to have been sprinting between locations, too. From, just like From the time he wakes up, from the moment he leaves his house, his home, his mom's like, okay, peace, see ya. Yeah. It's like I legendary magic saving yeah. the world every single day. Well, I, like, exhausting. I like in the game, too, you're about to head out. Your mom's watching Stand By Me on TV. Right. Yeah. And then you talk to her. She's like, I guess this is just when boys go. And that's it. She doesn't meet you at the lab. She doesn't right. see you off. She's just watching stand by me and like, I guess this is it then. She had a Mr. Mime though to keep her company. We find yeah. she actually had a house yeah. Mr. Mime. No, no, no. She, she fucks that mime. Like we're, we're very, we're all in <laughs> we agreement on this. this. We is this. A thing. Okay. Yeah, this, we talked about this. Yes. Did you, this? Did you hear about this? <laughs> it's very, he has She's very big fingers. He can. Yep. He's we, driving the car. This can, is something we touch on in the podcast as well. Yes. He can summon yeah. glass so that he could pee on it. You he know, can so summon glass. Have to like, yeah. One thing the guys tried well, to do is like he does the mirror thing. get mm. fans to draw fan art of that. And I begged them. I told them. I threatened. I will leave immediately. <laughs> if someone sends me one piece of fan art of, of Mr. Ash's Mime. mom, fuck you, Mr. Mime, I'm out. All I'm right, done. folks. Well, Ashley's no. not. <laughs> she has no podcast to leave anymore. That's right. It's open season. There's nothing to lose. Yeah, we, I, I got this probably in 1999. I, I missed the boat a little bit. I was not allowed to get the cards. My oh, parents wow. thought that the cards were a scam. And you know what? They were right. Yeah. They, they were, it was not like a larger... My parents were not in the satanic panic of this, but I didn't see the anime. I did see the movie when it came out. Sure. I didn't get the cards, but I did have the game. What was the experience of watching the movie without having the anime behind it? Because I oh, would imagine I knew what confusing. Was, no, I knew what was okay. going on. So uh, yeah. we that's what something that we touched on on the other podcast because we were watching we yeah. weren't watching the anime like we had seen it but what's funny is that uh though it does correlate yeah. there are things that are inter- introduced in the movie first 
before they're introduced in the anime. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Just, like, you'll get the first time something ever comes up, and then there are characters that are in the movies that are never introduced in the anime at all. That's true. Um, so they and just and I of, think that's in part because they're produced by two different studios. I mean, the studios like, change. The, the movie, writers change. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. the studios change, like, in between the course of, like, between well, five the, movies, it's like the it last twenty like years. There times. was a movie that came out every year, right? right? Yeah. yeah. So what? Yeah, they it, had it to, uh, they had to outsource bonkers. that shit. Yeah, because because for years you watched like sixteen movies, and this was years ago. This was like, yeah, <laughs> but there's so there's twenty four all together. But Jesus then, Christ! But yes. then yeah. there are the the shorts pre to the movies. Oh yeah, this yeah, is yeah. Like, like Pikachu's, Pikachu's vacation. vacation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that, that pretty happened. cute by the way. Pikachu's vacation. Um, it's very adorable. It's long. It is long. It's longer than it should be. Yeah, those things are uh, also all together because there's a short before every movie. I also watch those. So all together, I probably watch 20 of yeah. this stuff. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. Um, but yeah, all, a lot of it is kind of weird because you don't know what exactly is being it is canon to the show because some of it doesn't take place. None of it takes place in the show. And yeah. some of it. That's right. And it's it's not like they come back to the show in the anime and it's like, wow, well, that was a crazy thing that happened on Mewtwo's Island, right? They don't like exactly. That's the thing that I. I, That's the thing about the movie is that the movie hits a reset button five minutes in. Right. And then it hits another reset button at the end where it's like Mewtwo's like. I understand now. We must live in peace. Bye. <laughs> so in like, and Poochie goes back to his home yes, planet. Yeah. If you listen to the old podcast, uh, I think it's episode like episode nine. I, there's a very clear on my part mental break <laughs> where where Zorark uh, there they find a talking Pokemon. I'm like, why are you surprised? This happens every why are you surprised? Right, like, every single movie there's a new this, one. And I like at the top of my lungs the point where guys like, okay, pause. Are you okay? Wait, they're surprised. They're, they're surprised that Pokemon that there are Pokemon that there's can talk, po- like talk. the characters. Yes, even though, yeah. so but here's the but, thing. Wait, what about what, what, what about Team Rocket's Meowth? That's the well, thing. That, so he's the exception. He's yeah. the exception because Meowth yeah, but, is a type of Pokemon who has the ability to his, one of his skills is the ability to learn English. So it's like he's a separate like it's on his resume. His, skills, type, yeah. his type of Pokemon um, he, there's a, a certain amount of skills you can choose and one of them is to learn English. Um, so it's like he's this just is not of course of reflected it. in the modern games with uh, <laughs> hidden natures I think is what they're called. It's something like sure, that. Yeah. Yeah. They save the world every every <laughs> single movie. Uh-huh. Ash is always the chosen one. Every always, single time. Every mm-hmm. single time. But they're surprised when a Pokemon talks. And he's just dog yeah. shit. Like he's the chosen one but he fucking sucks, he sucks. at everything. And, he's and he's he very po- bad at The thing job. you notice with, with Pokemon the first movie Mewtwo Strikes Back is that he doesn't do anything. No. If you watch carefully though his one move it's like the rescuers to, down under he just happens to be there he, while the plot happens he has right. anger management issues where he <laughs> tries to punch literally everything including pokemon yep right uh, he tries to punch mewtwo he tries yeah. to punch the force field yeah, yeah. And he literally says hey guys let's punch it <laughs> when they're trying to find a plan this is toxic uh, he says, hey, and he just yeah. full force and of course like blows back oh, and obviously. nearly dies uh, by the way ash is died i think three times well ash didn't die he just got turned into stone got, no but this has happened that, that, several you don't, times you don't live yeah. when that turned, happens han solo the, did han the solo was sealed <laughs> yeah, frozen carbonite. in carbonite he was not turned into carbonite. his molecules were not turned into carbonite yeah. how do we know that how do we know that ash wasn't just encased in a similar uh, because he was barrier? turned to stone no like like you think he was fully turned to stone yes. yeah you saw his his like muscles like can like 
you, convulse no, and you, like you, you did yeah oh yeah he literally ossifies right. okay yeah well but then he's saved by the power of pokemon by, cares. the yeah. power of love but he's, he's dead, dead. He Which, died. okay so I, I watched the movie again <laughs> last night they cut uh the first 10 minutes out <gasps> of the first yes, movie sorry, I have to yeah. talk where about they explain about the tears and then okay. they cut other parts of the movie that explain oh about God. the pokemon so okay. Okay. that's powers. a thing that when the movie first came out in japan earlier yes wasn't oh. in it yeah. and then they added it later but then it wasn't in like the, the theatrical initial release. theatrical, theatrical release so in the United States. The, but it, it was something that got put in later the because they didn't have the fucking of money the or first whatever. movie is this the darkest, most insane, deranged shit I've ever heard from a <laughs> it's kids so good. movie. It's, it's really so, so good. fucking good. The reason Mewtwo exists is because the scientist's uh, his dead daughter died. Yeah. They right. have daughter, a scene. Died. There's she like a montage where Mr. Fuji's wife died. leaves him because yes. he's too upset over his daughter's so death. Hell yeah. The, yeah. The, the, the spirit of the dead daughter appears to Mewtwo explaining the afterlife and what's going on. That's awesome. Yeah, and um, they all exist in this cloning afterlife. And yeah. explaining what he is. It's like the bluebird. It's is. like that a world you go to before you're born, but then also kind of like after that. you yeah, die. Like a purgatory. Yeah. yeah. Because it's never actually explained in the movie, but why he why he exists is because he's he's trying to bring something to life so he yeah. knows he can resurrect his dead daughter. Sure. Right. Um by cloning Mew. It's gonna be just by what, cloning Mew. Because yeah. Giovanni is bankrolling it so he can have like the, the ultimate super weapon. weapon. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. By the way, there's a lot of <laughs> in the old podcast we get to uh team rocket in a conspiracy theory that we have that they're actually not part of Giovanni's team. <laughs> that they are separate oh. of their own team because like they have Jesse and James yeah, specifically. Jesse and James, like, yeah. They want to be a part of it, but they never actually are because they have different uniforms. All oh, the yeah. other rocket team members have like that theory. Yeah. They all have different names. All the Rocket other team team Rocket members have like 00, 0069, 0420. Yeah, it's great. Um, nice. But like they're they have all these like actual efficient agent names and they're just Jesse and James. Yeah. What, what so, about Butch and Cassidy? Are they just also randos who want to be part of Team Rocket but don't anyone, know how? I think anyone who is using their first name is not <laughs> yeah. agents. Yeah. Including um, Giovanni. So yeah. So they're, that's <laughs> the theory British. that we have is like they're you actually know, Don Giovanni that famous British man. <laughs> it would be so funny if Giovanni had like this super duper Italian voice. You do. You come up to my house. <laughs> Charles Martinet. <laughs> So the the first movie we were talking about, but yeah, it was a very deranged prologue that was cut from theatrical release. So, thankfully, like, the the TV show leading into the movie ha- has like a hair of the story that you get in the anime, but it does differ in really key ways. Hmm. Um, but it's still like, yeah, you run into Mewtwo separately. Giovanni is involved. He is funding the research on Cinnabar Island. Uh, right. Mewtwo destroys the lab. All that stuff is there and is programmed into the story and they're just kind of embellishing on it in the TV show. Right. right. Of course, yeah. you as the player of, of the first game, as the character later known canonically as Red, right. Uh, right. you are not as fucking suck-ass of a trainer as Ash is. You right. actually catch other Pokemon and then you never battle them. You just use the one that's in your lead and then you just you know, have a level 100 Blastoise. Right, because it's it's not four. actually a well-balanced RPG. Yeah. It never has. Uh, you, you, right. you condemn the rest of your Pokemon to yes. rot in a computer server somewhere. You just throw out your, like, level three hell. Rattata as you're fighting <laughs> Lance so that you can use the full revive on your Blastoise and yeah. bring it back out. I mean, it's, it's incredible yeah. to me that there are grown-ass um, adults who still play Pokemon when Shin Megami Tensei is available. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it, not, not saying that... It's easier to say. Yeah. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean... <laughs> Ooh, my kind of weeaboo is better than your kind of weeaboo. No, fuck off. What I'm saying is that a game like uh, SMT is a 
better balanced RPG that still suffers from some of the same issues. But at that- the same time, like, fuck balance. No one actually gives a shit uh, about balance until you start playing stuff online. Honestly, well, like, shit being out of balance is part of what makes it fun. I guess you're right. It does matter more that things are fun, but to be, but... Well, Pokemon's not no, fun No, but see, anymore, that's, that's right. the thing, is that it lost... Uh, these generations that are growing up, yeah. and they've grown outgrown Pokemon, expect Pokemon to grow with them. Yeah. Yes. Which it's is like, like no, why we still want to so make games for eight-year-olds, yeah. yeah. So, so it's, it's like these, angry. Yeah, it's like these fucking perverts who want, like, a gritty Pokemon they tried that there was a gamecube game that tried to be like the team no the first one was coliseum and then it was xd gale of darkness yeah but it was just like it was supposed to be like a, a like a gritty you adventure steal and it just, pokemon they get corrupted by team rocket and you can steal them from other trainers yeah, yeah it, 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 they tried to make it dark and edgy and it just didn't work and i it's think set in arizona well, it's it's fascinating that you say like uh you know it, making it grow with them because like one of the fundamental teachings of the show was mm-hmm. that Pikachu refused to evolve into Raichu, right? And everyone Ooh. wants the whole franchise to right. evolve into Raichu, but it's actually yeah. better if it stays what it is, which but- is a franchise I think. For kids, it's a, and game, it's a game for children. It's, it's for kids. kids entertainment. Yes, that's <laughs> yes. why, like with Pokemon Snap and with the new like yeah. Poke- Eevee, Eevee Go charming. that came yeah. out, like no, it's yeah. very charming. Like, yeah. like it's a game you can just like shut your brain off yeah. completely and just like absolutely completely like you can beat the entire game in what yeah. two hours. Yeah. Well, because so, that is also. Again, well, what it comes back to is you've got another merchandising opportunity. And, and to, talk, keep pump, to talk about out. the merchandise for a second, and specifically yeah. to talk about Burger King. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was a huge... Uh, Lawsuit. Uh, well, we'll get there. Oh, there was a huge push for merchandising through fast food restaurants, of course, in the 90s. Um, one of the big ones in 1999, of course, was... Uh, Star Wars Episode One, oh, yeah. where oh, yeah. you could get toys at like Pizza Hut and KFC, and you got all these like pogs that you'd plug into the big right. like board yep. Yep. and get prizes or whatever that probably no one ever got because it was probably some other like uh, McDonald's, McDonald's monopoly, monopoly scheme. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Burger King did a thing where you could get it was it was random too. You'd get a plastic ball and it had a Pokemon in it, and then there were events where you could like trade Pokemon around. Some were plush, some were plastic. You know, they had like different qualities to them. Right. And you could also buy, if you remember this, you could buy these gold plated Pokemon I cards. This. I have one. Yeah. I have one of those. Um, it's uh, I got the Mewtwo one. Yeah. Everyone Ooh. got the Mewtwo one. Yeah. I, and, I think that's the one they sold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there were like six of them, but I don't remember what the other ones were. Cause everyone, everyone just Mewtwo. wanted Mewtwo. Cause yeah. Mewtwo was fucking rock. Right. Cool. And, uh, the ball ended up being an incredibly dangerous object. Really? Wait, uh, Really? The ball, of course, was was two pieces. It was That's not a right. it was not a hinged ball. Like they made mm. a product later that kind of popped open. You could close it. It was a clamshell kind of thing. Which is also yeah. more like how real this was two plastic work, pieces, yeah. and the bottom was white and it had the button on it, and then the top was red and it had a semicircle where the button snapped into it, mm. which meant it fit very easily yeah. uh. over your mouth and oh, nose. No. Yeah. And there were children who suffocated to to death. Oh my god! Oh, wow. god. Really? Um, so this gets linked to a website that, that was founded in, in 99 or 2000 called Pokemon kills. Oh, uh, hell yes. Dude. This is, this is false. This, this, uh, Pokemon kills was not founded in response to the Burger King thing. Okay. Pokemon kills gets cited that way all the time, but it was actually in response to a child choking on a bouncy ball. Hmm. Oh God. And dying. Um, th- cause Hasbro made these and you'll remember them. There are these bouncy balls that had little plastic Pokemon toys in them. Okay. They had done it previously with dinosaurs. Oh yeah. And this child died and his parents made this website, which is impossible. To, like you'll hurt your eyes. If you try that to looks like our website. 
Um, oh, God, I don't like. Yeah, it's all it's it's red with black text. There's um, also what appears to be a character who looks vaguely like Don Giovanni, oppressive. but somewhat but incredibly yeah. anti-Semitic. There's there's a yeah, big, big, large, I would say Italian man with a cigar in his mouth and a Hasbro logo next to his suit. He has a stack of dollars sitting in front of him. And then he has a thought bubble that has pictures of dollars in the thought bubble. <laughs> and he's holding Pikachu in his very large, corpulent uh, arms. I will say that most of the time when I am looking at dollar bills, I am also thinking about dollar bills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's, I think, so a very accurate he, picture. He's got his mind on there, his mind on his mind on his mind. This gets played with. It is Skipping kind of... on Pikachu. <laughs> It is kind of funny and it's very it's like Pokemon kills. The website's demands are pretty basic, though. It's like we don't want Hasbro to make this ball that's already actually like against guidelines to make. You know, like there there are guidelines for how big you should make. This feels like a reasonable demand. Children's tonight. toys. Yeah. So I yeah. actually don't want to make fun of this other than the fact that it is kind of grotesque. It is this red website with this very funny graphic. But um, I, 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 I did want to give that the daylight that it was due because people tend to associate with the Burger King thing. Kids were dying because of products and and like. Think about Cabbage Patch Kids, there was that Cabbage Patch doll that could eat food that ended up like tearing children's hair out. Whoa! What? What the? Fuck? Do you Wait, remember I'm this? Sorry, what? Do you not remember this? No. Oh, this was a big story. It was like '98. Cool. Yeah, this year about this. This is a. This was a Cabbage Patch Kid, <laughs> and you could like feed it food, and then the food would like appear in a backpack, yeah. and it could eat it again or something. And it had a little motor, and it would chew. Mm. Oh and if God! Oh, no, 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 yeah, no, 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 no! It just kept chewing. It just kept chewing. Yeah, God. there was a major recall. It was huge. I remember when it happened. I was at my uncle Orville's house. Um, I don't know why I remember that. There's like I there was a TV picture. Show. That's, why. There was a, That's why Uncle Orville was. Yeah. Uh, okay, was bald. so here's the thing, <laughs> Uncle. Uncle Orville actually did make really good popcorn. <laughs> 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 I'm not even joking. Well, let him, let him, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I so I, I remember Pokemon seeing a picture, <laughs> a picture in the newspaper of a doll eating this little girl's hair. Products need to be regulated and children shouldn't yeah. have to die. And those bouncy balls, which weren't just Pokemon themed, there's like 60 kids who died from Jesus these things. Shoot, that's a lot of you kids. That's a yeah. lot. That's like at least 58 more than should have yeah. died. So <laughs> every toy release needs at least two children deaths or it does not pass yeah, exactly. the Borman uh, test. Exactly. So, uh, I guess now we're at a cultural flashpoint, yeah. right? The, the trading card game especially draws a lot more attention than the right. video game and right. draws a lot more attention than the anime and the movie. Well, probably because a big part of that to do with the fact that the trading card game, one being produced by Wizards of the Coast, which mm-hmm. again associated with D&D and two, mm. Unlike the game, which you can buy once and you've got yeah. it, the, the you keep the, buying the, cards. You keep yeah. buying cards. You're gonna right. make your, your and own. you can bring your cards to school very easily. Right. Yeah. You don't well, until they're banned. The we got exactly. ours banned. Kids so, are kids are gonna get in fights over Pokemon so, cards. This yep. happens. Anyone uh-huh. sitting here in this room were Pokemon cards not banned at your school? The, I was the only kid in the school who had Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. So they like, banned them, but it felt very personal. No, no, so it wasn't banned? N- no, they never found out That's about so it. Like, Because it just, it was wow. so... You guys don't understand my town. <laughs> like, I just... I was the only kid, like, who liked Pokemon. So, like, no, it never got banned because I was the only one playing it. Where, where did like, you grow up? We have uh, to let her have this. <laughs> called Rocky Mount, Virginia. Oh, okay. Yeah. But did oh, you, you, you know, so this, I, no, I just assumed I just assumed you grew up in Palatine. where I'm going to wonder <laughs> in small town, Virginia, 
did you run into the satanic panic around Pokemon? So I I caught wind of it really okay. praying my, my parents never like yeah, sure never because I please I don't, don't take this away too. Yeah. And like yeah. I said, like I was the only like I had a couple of people like oh so there were two kids at the the community pool that I would meet up with <laughs> and be like okay cool let's, let's turn our oh, Pokemon right here yeah, and so we so would hard. like we would sit down and like play Pokemon and trade Pokemon there but like they weren't part of my church community um mm-hmm. so one I should have been interacting with them but all according to them yeah and two oh, sure. um so it was never like a thing in my church or anything because like kids just yeah. weren't aware of it um so it ne- none of it got Ban and the satanic panic I heard of and was just like crossing my fingers. Yeah. I feel that like my that's mom such was a like, please don't. That's such please. an evangelical kid thing. Is like you're growing up and you have something you like and you're like please don't let my parents like find something objectionable. Oh, I was right. I, it gets taken away bed. from like, me forever. Yeah. I hid a Lord of the Rings under my bed like, <laughs> oh, wow. because I wasn't allowed to read it. So I because it's written by a Catholic. There's uh. wizards in it. Uh, so I would like hide oh, well, it and well. read. And then I'm just Lord of the Rings, but like multiple different types Harry of books. Potter. I wouldn't read yeah. Harry Potter. Were you allowed to read Narnia? Was that was that at least that was allowed? Apparently, okay. I mean C.S. Lewis. Though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, and Narnia was generally actively encouraged, even in yeah. the most yeah. conservative. Conservative. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You actually, even, even though there is magic and witchcraft in well, Narnia, right, yeah, she gets but, defeated. She's a but bad the one guy. witch, bad, yeah. yeah, the one the witch bad. in the story. But, but is, nowadays, is even Satan that's bad. not enough to like right. frame something you're, as bad. You're, the the you're fact totally that it's right. there at yeah. all is but like, like the fact that like wizards and this and magic stuff were like were the good guys, you know? Yeah. Once my parents were like, has wizards in it? No, kind of thing. So a lot of the big school bands kind of came around the idea that it was like distracting kids. Yeah. Kids, yeah. Were, Fun kids were fucking around with cards in class. You I'm know? the reason it was banned at my school. <laughs> it was fucking I hear me. That story. Let's hear it. it yeah. No, honestly, it's not really a big story. It's that we were outside and um, I had been looking for a Blastoise because that was my favorite Pokemon. I think it probably remains my favorite Pokemon. I just love that big chunky like turtle boy. Um, pulling the, apart the bushes, you're checking under a faucet. There's going to be a Blastoise. <laughs> <There's gonna laughs> be um, but, uh, you know, I was really wanting to, you know, trade I had, I had a, a lot of like really good holographics um, because my parents would use them uh, to bribe me to play soccer. It's like <laughs> if you score a goal, you get a Pokemon pa- card pack. Uh, that was the only way they could get me to do physical exercise. Booster packs for going to soccer practice? Yeah, well, That's no, for scoring good. goals. Like I had to be scoring good goals. At soccer. Oh, jeez. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's... So, uh, but the problem was they didn't realize that no one passed me the ball because I was terrible at soccer. <laughs> so it got to the point where I got like you got actively. Them out of well, I would actively like shove my teammates out of the way to get the ball. <laughs> So that I could try, at least try to they score. Were, that's so. That's such a great case study in like oh how incentives God. can actually pervert behavior. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's freakonomics. You just yeah. got freakonomics. Yeah. yeah, and then it's and then my my dad would be like, he can't have Pokemon cards. Oh, hi, dad. I know you listen to the podcast. So <laughs> my dad, my dad can't. You he can't have Pokemon cards unless he scores a goal. And my mom was like, no one's passing him the ball. Buying him the cards anyway. So the whole thing was sort of negated. But I I got a whole bunch of holographics that, that seems like it's it's in isolation that's the whole story of your mom and your dad it's yeah. like your dad like we're sticking to this we're still gonna go to mass sometimes then your mom's like no god is dead god, no god is dead here's no some cards gonna <laughs> <the> ball. <laughs> um we have to take the little pleasures in life here's a piece of paper that shines at you but uh no i uh i had a whole bunch of holographic cards right. but i didn't care about them because all i wanted was blastoise yeah so there was one kid on the playground who had a Blastoise, um, I think it was Jane. I, you can bleep this. I don't know if he, I don't know what happened to him. Hey, but- Jane. 
up here out there. <laughs> fuck you and fuck your mother. Uh, he uh, he had a Blastoise, and uh-huh. I uh, and he's like, I'll trade you these three holographic cards, which was a terrible trade. Like I could have just gone and bought a Blastoise. Three. Yeah, yeah Blastoise score. was not. He was they weren't n- hard to find. No. Except for me, like I, I bought a lot of booster packs. I could not get fucking Blastoise, and so I traded away. I traded away my cards for this Blastoise, right. and I handed the kid the cards, and he shoved me to the <gasps> ground and ran away and would not give me the Blastoise. Wow. I went to the teacher and was like, this fucking kid stole my cards. I didn't say it. I was in sixth grade. Yeah. So, you know, like <laughs> he stole my car. I was probably crying. He right. stole my cards. And the teacher was like, oh, we're going to have a word about this. And then Pokemon cards yeah. were banned. Yeah. Well, in in this, from that point and on. I remember, too, like because going into this episode, I also did a little bit of reading and, and stuff yeah. about this whole, you know, there was actually um Those were the sorts of incidents that were actually happening, which is normal because, you know, kids are assholes. But um, what this ended up being turned into then was, you know, these Pokemon cards are taking over children's lives and they're taking over their minds, taking over their minds and their spirits. Right. Like the, 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 the love of Pokemon is replacing the love of God and violence is happening in our schools all in the names of these cards. They're having demons fight each other. There's also a very... This is this is secular. Let me find it for a second. Yeah. So so Pokemon cards got linked to a rash of violence. They're yes. like there's a crime wave. There's right. a Pokemon card <laughs> crime wave. And because like there is. So and, uh, thankfully, Ashley, you, Rocky Mount was spared of this crime yes, wave apparently. because nobody was playing well, Pokemon. At the time. Here's yeah. the thing, though. I went to a very small private school. So in, yeah. in the public schools, mm. there could have been mass oh, murders true. over Pokemon. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Right. So um, so there was a kid in like Montreal who got stabbed allegedly over a Pokemon card. There was a kid in Tucson who who had to who was like robbed of his Pokemon cards at knife point by another kid at the school. Um there there was a kid in Philadelphia then who got robbed. And then this leads to an article uh, in the AP about this this kid in Philadelphia who got like sixty dollars of Pokemon cards just stolen from him off the sidewalk. Uh, just like mugged for his cards. Yeah. Look, oh, yeah. look I, don't, um, I don't I don't mean to like completely make all this about my Pokemon card. Uh, but like that's what happened past. to you. It just no, 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 no. It gets worse. Oh, my oh, best boy. friend growing up for a very long time uh, stole every last one of my Pokemon cards while I did a <gasps> Sleep over at his house one day. Some yeah, friend. Yeah, no. And then we had to have a whole conversation where I went over and like he had stored them in a lockbox that he refused to open. So his mom had to break open the lockbox and it inspired, you know, we didn't speak anymore after that, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, in terms of I Glad think the I games were really good about making you share actively want yes. to collect them all. But they didn't teach you the consequences of like how to do that, how to go about doing that in a, in a, you had to figure that out in the, in sort of like in law of the jungle, the idea of making a a product that you want to keep selling forever. You, it instills already this idea that it has to be stolen. Some cards have to Mm -hmm. be rare. Some you have to buy. Right. Right. It's, 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 it's it's scary. It's a, the the economics of scarcity. It is gambling. It is gambling, but it's also not unique to Pokemon. Right. And, and and this Mm. is the weird thing that even gets the press that it does because my school just like banned something every year before Pokemon cards. It was that, Pogs. Yeah, Pogs. Before yeah. Uh, between oh, yeah. Pogs and Pokemon cards, it was uh, Gigapets because we didn't have Tamagotchis. It was Gigapets. Oh yeah, we um, Tamagotchis got banned in my school too because it, and that was more just it because was like all the kids would always noises. be fucking and they were uh-huh. really annoying. Yeah, yeah. you can and, and kids and kids would trade them and and stuff like that. Uh, I mean. One of the things that they raise in these articles is that like kids are going to get preyed upon by older kids who are going to like 
make them trade three holographic cards for a single Blastoise. At the same time, I had a first grade teacher who was really into baseball cards. And one of my brother's best friends was also into baseball cards. And he totally, that teacher totally scammed my brother's sure. friend. He got way more valuable cards from that fucking kid. That, that fucking, this guy, he, he, you know, this was the 90s. He had a bald mullet, that fucking piece of shit. Anyway, uh, he, he totally scammed a six-year-old to get his baseball cards. This was already happening with other stuff. Pokemon, right, right. of course, was just part of this. But it gets this unique press in part right. because of the satanic panic angle. Right, right. Um, and in part because it, it's this recognizable name and it is becoming the largest media franchise ever to exist on planet Earth. And I think it's important and to note, too, it is a um, franchise that is from Japan. There's some yes. there's a lot so, of xenophobia. So, under, so this, under this crime year. wave thing, I just want to talk about the crime wave, because specifically I found this one person in Philadelphia uh, who had the $60 of Pokemon cards stolen. His dad was like, I guess Pokemon cards are dangerous now. The guy sounds like really defeated. I don't want to go after the dad. But um, <laughs> then, then they interview this cop, this Philly cop. Was named it Officer Jenny? Yes. Oh, oh my God. Is it really? No. His name is Charlie Sarkinglu. <laughs> oh. Sarkin, Sarkinglu. I don't know. I don't know you what this name like is. looked at me like I had ruined um, Anita Sarkeesian. Yes. I think it is a Turkish name. I'm not certain. So Charlie, Officer Charlie, uh, he said, you know, this is worse than Cabbage Patch Kids. Because now it's kids fighting instead of their parents. And I'm like, kids just fight anyway. Yeah, I was going to say. Parents fighting is worse. That's that's assault. Kids fighting is just kids that's fighting. That's just kids. Um, but he's like, it's worse. This is this is corrupting our children and making them violent for the first time right. in history. Um, <laughs> so Charlie, Officer Charlie, Officer David Harley, goes around <laughs> elementary schools. All of all, all of the cases with the knife crime and the theft to this is all teenagers, but he's going to elementary schools and he's doing seminars. This is such a fucking cop thing. Oh, yeah. This guy is going around doing seminars about how kids can avoid like, being robbed. Like fucking dare. So he's like on. teaching them how yeah. to hide their cards. <laughs> and so he cool. says, you know, it's more like the Eddie for, Eddie the Eagle NSA. Um, yes, yeah, not okay. NSA and our NRA. But it's like it's like those cops <laughs> that would go to schools and say, you know, like this is how you know if someone's getting into satanic shit or whatever, you know. So so Officer Charlie also tells parents that not buying cards for your kids could be even more dangerous because this is a this what? is a quote. Your kids might scavenge for rare cards. <laughs> like my joke earlier about you looking through bushes and underwater spouts. Like fucking mad some child Max. is walking through a sewer tunnel trying to find a card or something. Um, and then and then down they're down the sewer tunnel and so, then they run into some fucking person playing Dungeons and Dragons and it's all yeah, downhill exactly. from there. So yeah. because I'm me, I decide to type this guy's sort of unusual name into Google. Mm. Okay. He died earlier this year. Oh, rip. Of COVID-19. No. Uh, and his name, I, I can say this because I, I ended up finding him. He doesn't use his real name on Facebook. So I was able to dig around and, and I, wow. I definitely found Would him. Would you say that you dig it, dig, dig it, so dig, this trio, is, trio, trio? This is going to get even worse, AJ. Boo. Mm, thank you. This is one of his <laughs> last posts on Facebook. Oh, oh no. For uh, the readers at yeah, home. This is, this is, it uh, is the scene from oh Snow White where the evil queen having transformed herself into an old crone is handing is offering the apple, the poison apple to snow white. And she's backing up. They have photoshopped a syringe in the place of the apple and snow white. They have photoshopped an actual picture of a human hand giving the evil witch the middle finger. Very cool. Um, 
And then you get this horrible status at the end where his brother ends up commenting that he refused to go to the hospital. And he's like, I should have drug him there myself. Oh, God. Oh, my God. And, you know, that just it's a bummer. I just felt like, wow, th- these things are straight lines, though. They are. Yeah. It's yeah. like the straight line from the moral because p- because he's a cop. And so cops are always on right. always 100 percent on this side of the moral panic yeah. uh, story every single time. And it ended up costing him his life, which is like a horrifying little uh, bookmark to this Pokemon thing. So then we get into evangelical culture Hell and yeah, probably go, a bunch of other let's people yes. who are dead of COVID. Um, <laughs> uh, well, so, I mean, I guess they did catch them all. So. so we will talk about the evangelicals and their relationship with these pocket monsters. Oh, yeah. After the break. Hey there, kids. It's me, Ash Ketchum from Pallet Town. Do you want to be the very best like no one ever was? Do you want to have fun adventures with your Pokemon? Do you want to make a lot of cash fast? Then why not try gambling? Gambling is the fun thing adults do to forget about all the bad things adults do. Spend hours staring at three wheels spinning. Or, if you're more of a card sharpedo, play blackjack with a dealer who seems to have your eyes. Is it your dad? Is it? Dad? Dad, where are you? Why won't you come home? I miss you so much. Mom's taken up with a new guy, Chet. Chet Mime. He insists I call him Mr. And that I put on earmuffs when he and Mom, quote, speak in Braille. I think Mom's going through some stuff. She keeps watching Stand By Me on loop. And when I ask her what's wrong, she says, that's just what boys do. They leave and then they die. That's just what boys do. So grab your yen quarters and head on down to the casino, where you'll win balls that you can exchange for tokens, which you will then have to take next door to exchange for cash. It's so simple, even a 10-year-old can do it. And boy, have I. Gambling, your money's gotta go somewhere. So, of course, it is now... 1998-9-ish. John Avery Whitaker is dead. The satanic panic... Long live John Avery Whitaker. <laughs> the satanic panic is gone. The white smoke is burning. Dungeons know, and Dragons is, is viewed often as a thing of the past, as are magic cards to some degree. Right. Yeah. To some degree. But Pokemon comes up, and it carries with it this, this feeling. Mostly... Mostly because it has the word monster in it, and also people hear the word psychic and they mm-hmm. lose their minds because we sure. still are in this moment where new age shit is kind of still thriving. We get Frank Peretti writing about stuff. Yeah. It's the late nineties, you know. There's, there's, you know, uh, Peretti Mon. It was very sad, and that never took off. Yeah, the the Mem- <laughs> the West Memphis Three. They're in prison. And so, yeah, here we are. Here we are. These kids are getting Pokemon. We're getting a little bit of moral panic. We're getting the crime. We're getting gang violence, just in general, not related to Pokemon. Sharks versus Jets. Um, right. And so churches start to pick up again. They start to go like, hey, I have some attention. So there was this one pastor. This guy, <laughs> his last name is Arms. <laughs> 
Who cares no. what his first name is? No. His name is Arms. No, that's not. That can't be true. <laughs> there's there's an article about him in the Houston Press from 1995 that's called "Farewell to Arms." Yeah. After he got dropped by a radio station because he kept saying that we should kill gay people. That's funny. Oh um, man, I guess that explains the low Nintendo sales for their game, Arms. <laughs> this is exactly that was a really um, weird part. I thought it was just about punching guys, but every once in a while, it was just like all gays must die. I was like, Nintendo, what the fuck? Come on, man. So, so Pastor Arms, he's not a very notable figure, really, but he's the one who ended up in the video that got obtained by Everything is Terrible, uh, the famous video of the pastor talking mm-hmm. about Pokemon. Pokemon power, the power mm-hmm. in your pocket. Yep. Uh, I got <laughs> Wait, power this, in this, my pocket. Is this the mullet guy or a different guy? Not a mullet guy. Okay, no. do you know he's, the mullet guy I'm talking clean about? He's clean cut. He looks kind of like... Who's the demon guy who who has who, who used to fly Oral Roberts's jet? Kenneth Copeland. Oh, Jesus yes, fucking Christ. Right. He's the he looks he looks like he's an actual his name. Uh he he actually looks like a de- like this is an, a picture of him as a younger man behind uh the stick in the cockpit of Oral Roberts's plane. Oh my plane. god. And right. he looks like Satan incarnate. That's Kenneth wow. Copeland. Yeah, he's oh, no. even, that's that now, like he's going to purposely crash your plane. Now he is a thousand years old. He looks like, you um, know what he looks like in that picture? He looks like fucking Bobby Boris Pickett in the Monster Mash performance on, uh, on, on, on. niche my shit gets. Oh, come Josh on. is like, let me tell you about all the different covers of the Monster Mash that were recorded by the original guy <laughs> uh, and the live performances. Like, this is what he looks like now. People do like oh, the yeah. heavy metal. Oh, yeah. The heavy metal yeah, riffs on his he's evil. He's evil. Yeah, he, yeah. he's yeah. actually yeah. Satan. That's an evil so, man. So he's a, you know, this this arms guy is a Kenneth Copeland looking did fellow. Did I tell you I almost okay. did the Monster Mash? I auditioned to be Count Chocula. Was it going to be a Graveyard Smash? Uh, Yeah, this version was actually pretty with, good. Wait, yeah. with yeah. cereal? Yeah, with cereal. Yeah. Fuck that. You don't mash cereal. No, no, it was going to be Count Chocula and like Frankenberry and all those. It was like, like this last Halloween. It's one thing they got them with, all together with to do BJ Honeycutt and Frank Burns and, and Hot Lips Houlihan doing operating on you. I don't like but these monsters. <laughs> these monsters cannot do mash. Like, I'm sorry. They can't bring it back. There's not going to be a reboot. Oh, my God. It's like they keep trying to do this with like Hawaii Josh, I know this is I know this is hurting you, but you know it's painless. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the great clown I, I Mash I is in town. I don't want to be sir, alive. I'm Mash, <laughs> but Doctor, I am Mash. And then the Doctor says, "But patient, I am Doctor Hawkeye Pierce." I'm going to throw Mash my seven seven. I swear to fuck you. It's God. Alan Alda. It's Alan Alda. Alan Alda's in the room well, with us right I'm now. Doctor Hawkeye. Oh hi, hello everyone. It's oh, me. Jesus. It's me. It's Alan Alda. It's a little close to Reagan, but it's okay. We're yeah, working it's as close it. as I can do. So I mean, yeah, okay. we're going to do this. We're not going to do anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, mean, that's I, I didn't know I could do this. That's it's pretty good. I'm actually, I'm actually pretty pleased <laughs> with my outfit. Uh, <laughs> so then we get the National Federation for Decency, which then changed its name to the American Family Association. Mm. Uh, the National. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh is like, boom! I know this one. <laughs> uh, American Family Association made its big bones. Uh, in California by banning a whole bunch of books in a school curriculum that were using like fairy tales and folk tales mm. to teach things. So it's like there's fairies and goblins. When about was this? Uh, this is 1989 or okay, something okay. like that. So it, was called, it was called Impressions was the name of the series. Okay. The, the lawsuit got thrown out. The judge was like, get fucked. 
Uh, yes, but I love when judges say get fucked. But it killed it killed the books. They stopped publishing them completely because mm. they were worried about all the the magic and. The, but it's just it's like it's Grimm's fairy tales. It's just like the Frog Prince teaches you math or some shit, right? Like, and right. Uh, the American Family Association is definitely not as powerful now as they used to be. No, no. Um, but that's Reverend Donald Wildman's operation. Yes. Mm. If you're familiar with them now, it's probably because of the website OneNewsNow.com. Uh, oh, which is one of those sites along with like Newsmax that like your racist uncle is going to cite when he's talking yeah. about how vaccines don't work or whatever. I, th- I That's probably where that Snow White meme came from. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> honestly. probably. So we get we get the AFA Journal and they publish something by this insane okay. Norwegian American woman named Barrett Kios. <laughs> Barrett Kios's website, which is crossroads.to. Uh, is basically time cube. It is an insane cool. website by a person who is absolutely fucking crackers. So that that's crossroads.to. .to. I get most of my information from websites that end .to. <laughs> I get mine from websites that end with .cx. You and I have that in common. I don't know what that means, that's, but I'm assuming later on it's, it had to be .asia. But yeah. I, yeah, so cx is the Christmas Islands, and the people who made Goatsy decided to make it registered in the Christmas the Islands. Most so it's famous Goatsy. Yeah, I see. And then the government of the Christmas Islands is like, no, you can't do this. (laughs) CX is a great uh, suffix, though. Like, it's a it's a good one. The Christmas Islands really, really lucked out on that one. Well, I'll just read a little bit of this Barrett Kios. Yeah, please do. She actually has an extended version of the article that's so fucking long. Um, that's on her website. The nice thing is, a lot of these articles got republished because of the renewed. Uh, panic around Pokemon Go. Mm. So all these things kind of get fired up again, but they're all old articles from the 90s. So Barrett Kios. Do you think that if the article runs long and they have to edit it down, they'd call it Cutting It Kios? (laughs) (laughs) I wish. let's, Let's remember, I said this is like Time Cube. This woman is published. She's published multiple times over. She's written books about how New Age is taking over the schools and, you know, degeneracy and all this stuff. And people are reading her books again because of CRT. Anyway. Oh, God. So it's like, also, one, you already lost the battle. This happened in 1995 when she wrote the book in the first place. How is this like a new thing again? So this is October of 1990 in the actual AFA journal. Who are the strange little creatures from Japan that have suddenly <laughs> turned into global superstars? Most kids know they are called Pokemon, mm. short for Pocket Monster, and they have stirred up mixed reactions. Any child exploring the most popular Pokemon websites will be linked to a selection of occult games, such as Sailor Moon. Right. Star Wars. Love that game, Sailor Moon. (laughs) And others more overtly evil. Sorry, Star Wars? My favorite game, Star Wars. Yeah, it's my favorite. Yeah, yeah. it's got Eastern religion in it. Oh, that's that's true. There are are Star Wars. Some of the Star Wars games are pretty good. A click on the ad for Magic the Gathering brings Pokemon fans to a site offering promotions such as this. Block quote. A global games phenomenon 
Magic the Gathering is to the 1990s what Dungeons and Dragons was to the 1980s. <laughs> but with the added dimension of collectability. Here is the official reference to the biggest new teen young adult fantasy game of the decade. Complete with full color reproductions of every existing magic. I don't know why she includes the entire quote, and I just was so baffled by it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she she does more block quotes. Um, yeah, this sounds like a slog. The Pokemon television series is free, but it inspires the obsessive new games that disrupt families by giving children a seductive vision to become Pokemon masters mm. and attempting promise supernatural power. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> by, by harnessing a flame salamander. Yes. Yeah, this this reminds yes. this kind of reminds me of the uh, the Jack Chick comic, you know, yeah. the, that you'll get the real power or whatever. Yeah. These enticements are drilled into young minds mm-hmm. through clever ads, snappy slogans, and the Pokemon rap. Yeah, at the end of each TV episode, quote, I will travel across the land searching far and wide. This is not the rap. This is not the rap song. Each Pokemon to understand the power that's inside. Mm. Gotta catch them all. (laughs) The last line, the Pokemon mantra fuels the craving for more occult cards, games, gadgets, and comic books. While children delight in these mysterious realms, concerned parents wonder what kind of beliefs does Pokemon teach? Um, so then she goes oh, and it teaches, explains. It teaches Pokemon to understand the power that's inside. This is a yes. fucking rocket science. She explains science. this interview that she did with you've some already woman. Quoted, you've already <laughs> There's a lot of questions being answered by the <laughs> teacher. Yes. yes. <laughs> she, she quotes this one lady that she talked to uh-huh. who said that she refused to let her son participate in the, quote, magic club. <laughs> Again, this is all because it's like it's Wizards of the Coast, Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. Magic, Pokemon. They're making it the wizards, the literal wizards of the coast. Right. And if they've come in the, from the coast and we yeah. all know what comes in from like the coasts already are pretty problematic. And yeah, so these she are refused their familiars, to let right? her, Pokemon her son, are just wizard familiars. Exactly. Son play with it. But he got one of the cards. And so this kid gives this other kid a card and his mom sees that this card uh, says has this horrible caption on it. It says, like all the other cards in this ghastly game, it offered this morbid advice. Sacrifice a white creature. (laughs) 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 And then this woman tells this uh, Norwegian lady, this woman said her son came home one day from school. And he said, what does summon mean? And she says, summon, why do you ask? Mm. And he says, during recess, the children would summon the forces on the cards they collect Mm -hmm. by raising sticks into the air and saying, spirits, enter me. me. I remember this. They call you being possessed. This is actually a thing? This is, no. Or you read this. Yeah, no, 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 no. This is, uh, okay, so... It, it, this is quote this okay I, I'm con- 
So this is, is this, allegedly what a child has told no, no, his no, no, Long no. Island mother who because told this, this lady. Because this was from a video uh, a preacher was talking about this. No fucking way. And was, was like, I think kids on the... First of all, no. <laughs> I don't know if you're So this guy no. was probably reading this. Yeah. That could be. That could exactly. be. Yeah. He, wow. it, the thing is, it's probably coming word for word. Uh, yeah. Was oh this the mullet guy? Yes, this is the mullet guy. This is guy. the mullet guy. Okay. okay. The man okay. with the music, most beautiful, yeah, fantastic this... <laughs> mullet we've ever seen. <laughs> and he uh, sullies it. And uh, talks about it. But he don't yeah, know. This, 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 raise your, raise that's your my sticks favorite, in the air. That's my favorite part of magic cards. You tap three earth cards spirits and then you take a stick me. and say, spirits enter me. Which is also not what summoning is. No. It's different from summoning. It's getting no. possessed, which also is just not happening. But like, no, this is, I'm assuming you saw this guy, videos of this guy have been circulating on TikTok lately. Was that uh, where you saw this? I or? saw this on YouTube. Okay. Because it's this man and he looks like Danny McBride. It um, yes. Yes. Specifically, like he, specifically, he looks like Jesse Gemstone. Actually, but yeah. Anyway, um, go ahead. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. It, I, but I think we've seen that we saw the same thing where he's like talking about how, and and he's in. There's these. Is he southern? He's southern. Yeah. Okay. I think. <laughs> I'm putting on an kind accent. Kind of southern. <laughs> I think he's in like fucking Oklahoma or something, something like, like that. that. He's like. And maybe I'm just getting you're, you're, you're doing classism right now. Well, it might be that I'm just picturing yeah. Jesse Gemstone now, and so I'm just <laughs> thinking of Danny McBride's voice. But yeah, he's talking about how, oh, he's this cute little Pokemon, and Pikachu, and he's so cute. Well, he's being held back by the demonic no, forces. And My favorite well, at least part, holding my him favorite back. part was like, now, yeah. this, now this one here, his name is Mewtwo. And I want, you to point, I want to point something out about Mewtwo. See how he's stretching his hand forward? Notice that he only has three oh, fingers. God. We have five. He has three. We have five. One, two, three, four, five. He has three. That's <laughs> <laughs> so and good, though. Then he's like, I want you to notice that if you if you subtract the number of fingers that you have, what number? What, what fingers are left? It's Hail Satan. That's what's going <laughs> <laughs> right. And it was amazing. And it was I just love that, because like, when it's three, it's I love you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and he puts all of them down. It's Hail Satan, um, which is also rock on. Right. Well, yeah, that's right. He was doing hook-up horns. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And so he's like, so when your kids are playing this, you well, know, they're reaching out their that's hands. That's such a big thing with, like, Oklahoman evangelicals. Because they just want to hate on it Texas just comes back anyway. To Texas so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, th this is exactly. He must have been reading this script. Yeah, because yeah. it was like exactly uh, that. He was like, raising there, raising so, there in the in the air and so then Barrett gets into this. Barrett actually does a really good explanation of how like the consumerist urge. And how these things are enticed to make you keep buying things, and is like totally right. Yeah, it's but she true. doesn't have a problem with it, except that it's just because they're getting into Satan things, right? Um, and so she reads the Pokemon website, which is clearly just an uh, unofficial website. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, but she's not from Pokemon. She quotes no. this website. Not Bulbapedia. Not Bulbapedia. No, yeah, <laughs> the, long before any kind of pedia or. Wiki. I don't. I guess there were other encyclopedias. There were encyclopedias. Yeah. Yeah. No encyclopedias. That's what Johnny Whitaker did. Yeah. Right. Um, so uh, no wonder children caught up in the Pokemon craze beg for more games and gadgets. Mm. The makers count on it. Yeah. Since the means often Capitalism. justify the economic ends in the entertainment industry, the Pokemon website is full of tips, 
explanations, and ads that encourage the urge to splurge. Of course. And to express the darker side. You don't have to encourage my urge to splurge. (laughs) Express the darker side of human nature. Ponder their influence. And now she quotes from this one website. You can catch a mew by cheating with a game shark. (laughs) The moonstone evolves certain Pokemon, Mm. such Uh as Clefairy. Select Select your desired attack. Hold down the button until your opponent's (laughs) life stops draining. There's never any point where you hold down the button. I mean, people did to catch a Pokemon, but, you know, it didn't actually work. Didn't do anything. Yeah. Once you have but captured, it you feel like it did. I love that this is what she's singling out. Well, does it does it just kind of go on like well, this for a while? It does. Like, I'm, I'm I'm just highlighting my favorite parts. Like, Once the- you have <laughs> captured Zapados, you what? can use it to quickly lower the health level of Articuno. Oh, okay. I have real problems with this <laughs> because Zapados is a legendary. Um. So then she notices. You know, she talks to another parent who notices that her. Her kids' little cute Pokemon creatures, they don't look like the dark demonic creatures of D&D, but then a local Christian school had banned them because of their link to the occult, and so she changed her mind. Uh, (laughs) And then later, during Uh, a recent party for her son, mm, Barbara heard two of the boys discussing their little pocket monsters. Oh boy, here we go. One said... That sounds like they're absolutely talking about their dicks. Their dicks, yeah. <laughs> they're their own little pocket monsters. One pocket said, monsters. I'll just use my psychic powers. Uh-oh. Already the world of fantasy had colored his real world. Oh, <laughs> oh So God when forbid. some of the kids wanted to oh, watch man. the afternoon Pokemon cartoon on television... Just say the cartoon. You don't need to say afternoon cartoon on television. (laughs) Barb again had to say no. It's not easy being parents yeah, just these say, days. Just say no. To it really man. is. It's, you know what? It's impossible. It, yeah. Isn't it terrible <laughs> when kids use their imagination rather than just yes. living yeah. through a TV show? Yes, it is. Yeah, it's it's really, it's and it sucks that they can't tell the difference between reality and fantasy. Right. You know, the first thing I did when I got really obsessed with Pokemon and mm-hmm. became basically my religion was mm-hmm. I took my cat and threw it at my dog. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yes. <laughs> Fight uh, for me. <laughs> <laughs> I kill all my gerbils by putting them into these little plastic yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> Get in there. This worked for the Burger King toy. <laughs> oh, oh. I throw up my friends because a dead gerbil would just roll out. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure someone actually did that. Did I'm, sure. Oh, no, I'm sure. <laughs> Well, so but Brian, how, how much more do you have in terms uh, no, of? I'm like not reading the... that article anymore. Okay. So that those those were my favorite parts. Um, there are a couple of other publications. So the CARM, uh, the Center for Apologetics Research Ministries. This guy, Matt Slick, the founder. Oh, real slick. Uh, that sounds like a Pokemon uh, that trainer. Like... That sounds he, like. He, so he wrote this article in 2008. Ooh. Huh? No, 2007. Ah, he wrote this earlier. article in 2007. Way after the the craze, but yeah, he, he's a greaser know, as like an Arbok that course, you meet outside of yeah. Team, Team Rockets. For he of course season. starts with <laughs> Pokemon, <laughs> which is short for Pocket Monster, has become a phenomenal success in America among children. But the cartoon, <laughs> there's there are cartoons and even a movie based on the Pokemon characters. Did he just discover it. 
(laughs) (laughs) Almost every child in America is familiar with this fad and owns some form of Pokemon paraphernalia. But what is Pokemon? And then he goes and like describes it a little bit. And then he gets to this section. Is Pokemon dangerous? Potentially, yes, it is. (laughs) It conditions the child who plays the game into accepting occult and evolutionary principles. All evolutionary principles. Yeah, that's fascinating. Was it you really didn't like put the dots together on this one yet? No, no, no. no, And remember, Bush becomes president immediately after this this craze starts picking up, and we start to teach the controversy. Right. We start to get scientific creationism, intelligent design, and that Ben Stein documentary into our schools. Right. Evolution is the flashpoint. I mean, Ben Stein had been infiltrating our schools for at least a decade. He literally had been, AJ. Yeah, no. He I was know. a speechwriter for Richard Nixon. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought <laughs> I thought he just started his career as a teacher. The school teacher on the Wonder we- Oh, that, that as well. He was also on the Wonder Years. Oh, well. So, uh, Haunter can hypnotize, eat a person's dreams, and drain their energy. I can drain their energy, too. um, I eat people's dreams. Abra reads minds. Kadabra emits negative energy that harms others. Ghastly induces sleep. Alakazam has spoons. (laughs) (laughs) Two spoons. Nidoran uses poison. Right, so this is it's okay because then right on peas on it. It's exactly, fine. it's a jellyfish. Yeah, right. see, that's that's wow, wow. Okay, we're get, we're coming to the defense of right on here. I never thought that would happen. <laughs> so this is just, but this this is really So he writes this thing. He's like, I don't see meets. how allowing children to play with games that encourage fighting, right, reading of all. minds, use of poison, right. <laughs> use of poison is mimicry. And evolution. So he's like, this is not training a child to righteousness. It's accepting the occult and secular evolution. Is this what we, as Christians, want our children to meditate on? Of course not. And then he gets like... They have 10 years now. So then he has uh, like another addition he makes to the article where he's like, okay, to address the haters, right? Like (laughs) some people have been criticizing me and I think, fuck you, right? And then he posts someone else's comment who is like, Everyone who's criticizing you right now isn't really Christian. He puts Christian in quotation marks down the whole comment. Right. Uh, so this and, is like a fuck, fuck the haters. Who, where, here's yeah. my friend who agrees with me. And kind then of at thing. some point uh, when uh, like yeah. uh, they switch their commenting system, there's a much more recent comment where someone is like, you know, some of these Pokemon, they do start out cute. But then when you see them evolve, they become more demonic. That's true. That is true. Then this guy writes an update in 2016 during the Pokemon what? Go craze. Come on. The and fuck? just wait. Just wait. This is what Matt Slick writes in 2016 after Pokemon Go comes out and people are getting upset again. The original Karm article on Pokemon was written in 2007. Recently, Pokemon has experienced a resurgence. In fact, it is now the number one viewed article on Karm. My daughter, who I just found out plays Pokemon Go, told me it's fun and that there are no occultic overtones associated with it. So I downloaded the mobile phone app version of Pokemon and my daughter and I played it for a half hour. So far, nothing occultic has surfaced in the new version. I'm going to continue my research. <laughs> so it's like, man, let's focus on go. There we go. He's like, I caught a Zubat and I think we're really, we've really been looking at this the wrong way. <laughs> 
Well, but <laughs> that's my favorite. It's like the guy that's just really... completely turns around but that's, doesn't say I was wrong. Have you seen a zoo bed? It's he got a Nancy like, Reagan He mouth. was just like, oh, the... Well, and you, 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 have you... I mean, that's one thing, but... It... <laughs> no! No! I mean, look, it's not as good. Like, Golbat is actually probably closer. No, I was going to say, yeah, Zubat, Zubat spits, but Golbat swallows. That's true, oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Golbat's got that tongue. It does have the tongue. Golbat can suck your dick and eat you out at the same time. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Ashes, this has been really fun. Uh, <laughs> I, I, we're so glad we had you on this podcast. Um, so then there's a church in Colorado Springs. Okay. This one gets big news. This guy fucking takes a blowtorch to Pokemon cards. He has cool. his son stand up in front of the rest of his youth group and take his Pokemon action figure apart limb by limb. And then he like crushes a bunch of games or something like that. So that was a big Colorado Springs course. Yeah, I look course. up, I looked oh, up this yeah, pastor. I looked up this church. I can't find any of it anymore. I assume that all of them died of COVID. Um, <laughs> but it's such an interesting you know, some of this is just cultural because there are ghosts and psychics in the game. Mm -hmm, you know, right. I mean, like Lavender Town is actually legitimately spooky in a way that the oh, game yeah. never gets to again at any point in the future. Right. It's like a really yeah. fun. But it's also just like. Again, one of the reasons that Nintendo was a little nervous about this sort of thing. It's just like a cultural thing. It's yeah, just like exactly. it's ghosts. It's exactly. kind of a Shinto like. Yeah, you know, it's this big burial tower and no one really thinks that much of it. They're like, let's just put a little scary. I mean, in the same way that Mario has like the boo mansion shit. Well, yeah, like, Luigi's uh, mansion yeah. is entirely, you yeah. know, did the evangelical right come for Luigi's mansion with all those well, ghosts? No, but it's different. Occult, right? no, no, because I'm just saying like it's different because they're the villains. Yeah. And like when in Pokemon world, you can like, you can harness them. You, yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. They become your friends. Interesting. You know what I mean? yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, like the Japanese idea of a demon is a little bit different. Like, like there is a game where you can catch demons. Demons, right? Yokai Watch, which is the same thing it, as Pokemon, but well, and Shin Megami Tensei, and, and Shin Megami Tensei. Right. But yeah. Shin Megami Tensei is like edgy teenagers. Yeah, Yokai yeah, yeah, Watch yeah. is like, here's a demon, catch it, you right. know? Um, because they're not thinking demons, which are in league with Satan, who is the enemy of the one true God, you know? Right, 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 right. right. There, there's just it, it, it's a fundamental, and it's an interesting thing too. And not that Japan didn't have its moral panics either, right? right. We had like weird cult activity happening in the 90s of course uh um shinrikyo and and asahara you know sarin gassing that subway station right. we had the seizure thing which also has some yeah, that was right. a big, element yeah. of moral panic to it in japan itself and not that just was, in the that u.s was a classic like collective mass panic event yeah that was a and weird I mean, it was a bad thing it should not have been on tv uh yeah that that sequence is insane you can't i've watched you can, it it's wild dude. you can I watch it online it. and it's, it doesn't because of the nature of video compression, nothing refreshes that fast right. as a, as an actual CRT television. Mm -hmm. They should not have put that on. I mean, no. like when you'd get a Game Boy game, it would come with two books, right? One was the manual and one was the thing that said that was like photosensitive yeah. seizure warnings, even right. though you're playing on an LCD screen. Right. That right. doesn't have a light that refreshes slowly. So like Nintendo knew about it. This was a known thing that you could cause problems. And that episode goes way overboard. Yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. right, right, right. But but I remember then too that that whole event occurring was yeah. another thing that was then uh, sort of right. Well, and, and what we weird... start to see in some of these articles and what the the pastor in Colorado Springs is talking about is like they start talking about gang violence.
and how all of this occult stuff yeah. is leading to violent children, just leading gang violence as though the Crips and the Bloods right. are only doing this because they were playing Pokemon blue and red. Right. right. That's right. why they have the colors. Right. That's the- but I also think yeah. that like Josh brought up a point a while ago. Yeah. This was a lot about xenophobia. Oh, yeah. This was a lot mm-hmm. about um, pinpointing something that had come over from Japan and trying to finagle your way to make it evil. Um, but there's also, there's a gambling bit. That's why it was also yeah. banned in Japan as well. Right, there's a part right. that was actually, uh, taken out from the game. And when they, yeah, when they re-released them, exactly. they take, take it out. Yeah. Um, the, the pachinko minigame or what was? Uh, the whole, the, the whole casino slot machine. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah There's yeah. a roulette wheel right. in the second or third generation. When yeah. they, when they remake these generations, they don't have. Really? So Fire Red, anymore. Fire Red Leaf Green doesn't have the casino? I think casino Fire Red, Red no, Leaf Green still I, might, no, but the, the thing, later so, ones don't. Like, right. So like they, Gold, they um, put it back into the newer generation, um, but through the older ones, they banned yeah. it in Japan. Yeah. And China as well. China uh, had a big. It, oh, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. actually, they, there were some episodes of the TV show yeah. that they banned uh, because they wanted to. Oh, this is, this is what I've read. Uh, was that their uh, cartoon studios were struggling, and so to maintain their own cartoon studios, they banned certain. Uh, of course, uh, so yeah. it's a protectionism thing. Oh, exactly. interesting. I, I just remember as a kid playing through uh, Red and Blue on the original Game Boy screen, which I tried to play uh, pretty recently, and it's really hard to see. Like, because yeah, there's yeah, no yeah, backlight yeah. to it. Like, you have to have like the perfect light to like yeah. actually see what's anything that's happening. Yeah. But uh, my mom came over and she was like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm playing Pokemon. She kind of looked over my shoulder and she saw that I was doing a slot machine. And she was like, oh, okay, you know, uh, have fun. And she walked away. And then like three hours later, she came back. She's like, are you still playing the game? I'm like, yeah. And she came and she looked over my shoulder and I was still on the slot machine. And she was like, okay, we need to stop that now yeah. <laughs> for at least a little yeah. bit. I mean, yeah. There because- are, yeah, there are real criticisms to, yeah. to apply to this. Yeah. Like, right. It's just. Things don't have to be Satan to be a problem. Yeah. Yes. And, and Plugged In actually takes the enlightened approach to this. I was looking at the Plugged In reviews for the first two movies, and they were just like, the me- the message is positive, I guess, but you as a parent do not want to sit through this fucking thing. Right, right. <laughs> well, in a, right. We, it would and that, be, that was the South Park criticism, too, is the parents watched, uh, watched the, the Pokemon ripoff on, on South Park. And they go, this is fucking incomprehensible. I hate this. Yeah, now that's that's also the thing is yeah. because like yeah, we as were... a Pokemon movie expert, <laughs> yeah, tell yeah, us your thoughts. Please. No, no, genuinely, this is something that we, like we we gloss over all this stuff and we talk about everything. But when we are like actually criticizing the films, like there are very few films that follow a very succinct plot. Yeah, like right, it'll it'll have like the, the general plot of all the movies are friendship that's it like that's yeah. the moral that's it at the end of the movie you, friendship is learned brother my brother <laughs> they're all tell me what we just before we can we have to do different things like, but um, like there will be it will start off as one thing but then it will just be like subplots happening yeah. simultaneously yeah. and like right. action will be going on and like I can't follow this no. as a person in my 30s like yeah. how right, is right, a right. child supposed the, to it, it really this? does seem to be that you like have to know the game or the cards or something because yeah. like the game is the best part the storytelling right. in the games tends to be concise even no, in the it's, later it's, games it's like oh I know what's yeah, happening yeah no, it was comprehensible and, and I and, think too that um, and I think that the movies in the show are kind of like Disneyland you know you go to mm. Disneyland and you get to see Mickey walk around oh sure sure and so it's the same thing right you see your Pokemon as little things in your game 
And then you watch the movie and you see Diglett uh, disrupting a, a, you know, a residential development on the edge of Tokyo or something. And and you're like, oh, that's what it does in the world. Right, that's right, that's yeah. the animatronic. Right. But it has to be a TV show or a movie. And it's and it's it struggles to be there. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think that I think that part of what makes the uh, game, at least the yeah. um, original, uh, I think, like yeah, first, first few generations, generations yeah. work. More recently, I think that the game has had trouble finding the economy of storytelling that it did in the earlier games. Think, and some of that was because of the technical limitations I of think the, the biggest, medium they had to embrace. I think right. the biggest problem, too, of the newest games is, yeah, one, they, they can't rely on things being kind of metaphorical anymore. Right. They have to depict things. Yeah. And two, they have to have every single Pokemon. So yes. that's the number one priority with any new game that comes out is that it has to have everything. And there's this whole learning curve to, like, how you breed them and their base stats right. and all this other shit that I... We'll never care. No, about nobody cares about life. it except for the like heads um, of the heads. The storytelling, in large part, is told by the mechanics of the gameplay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is which is the hallmark of a great game, right? Rather than you've got gameplay, you've got a cutscene, you've got gameplay, you've got a cutscene. Which, for as much as I love Hideo Kojima, like, <laughs> you've got to fucking figure out a different way to tell the story, my man. Yeah. Um. But whereas in the original Pokemon games particularly again, red and blue because of the fact that they had to work within the limitations of the medium. So much of the story is told by the fact that you are going into these battles and you are experiencing the level design and the level design tells such rich stories. You have to use your imagination to expand on what it is that you are seeing in front of you. Where are these dudes facing the way they are? I I do. I do want to talk about the games a little bit because the games really are the goat. They are the throat goat. They are are the the Nancy Reagan. (laughs) Pokemon was the original Nancy Reagan. (laughs) It sucks you off. Oh my god, it was all so, building to this. <laughs> this is the, our endgame. This is our Avengers the, endgame. The first I hope game, you know you started this age. Yes. <laughs> yes, I guess. This was on This me. is the real final episode of The Very Worst. Um, the very worst <laughs> of all possible worlds. The, the first game has such an elegant story that is, is surprisingly complex. There are a couple of interesting mechanics. You can, you know, run into Pokemon in the wild. You have to have this very tricky method of catching them where you don't knock them out completely. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you also fight other trainers. And then you have to go through these eight gyms. But then... There are other kinds of dungeons besides just the gyms because there's caves. Right. Mm-hmm. right. There's uh, Team Rocket hideouts. You start to get involved in this organized crime ring that you yeah, want nothing to do up, with. Yeah. As a 10 year old busting up this organized and crime ring. And then there's like places off to the side. And not that not that Pokemon invented secret dungeons, but of course, for most kids playing it, this is their first JRPG. Right. And it's right. a great yeah. introductory JRPG. It's one Pokemon fights at a time. You do one move back and forth, back and forth, whatever. Trade them out if you want. Like, there yeah. is a little bit more strategy. You can have a little want. bit of fun with it. And there are these legendary things. And it's not like, I mean, some of them are in the manual. The manual is, I think, one of the best manuals in any game for the first gen. Right. But, like, you have kids telling you shit that you can find in the game on the playground. And they're not fucking lying to you like they were when they said, oh, my uncle works at Nintendo and he knows how you unlock Charizard right. in Super Smash Brothers. Right. It's like. Fucking like there's this bird, dude, that's called Zapdos. Mm-hmm. You have to sw- you have to go to this town. You have to swim off to the corner and there's an abandoned. It doesn't lead you to any other place. It's just right there. And and you learn about seafood. Like I, I remember just talking to kids who were like who got Mewtwo or yeah, the, the one Mew. friend who got a game shark and like like 
or missing oh or you know and missing no yeah and i was like missing no is not real that's fucking bullshit yeah. and then you run into it, it yeah, and it's yeah. like jesus christ yeah. and it crashes your game um but also like and then you have a thousand rare candies yeah <laughs> and and one that actually didn't end up being true with a truck off the side the truck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Remember, like, do you remember like, that one actually no, the, i don't remember this what oh happened? yeah the, the the legend was that um because you know when you leave the ssn it floats away you go right. back you can't ever come back into that screen that the ssn right. was on but there's a, a pickup truck there. It's the just only like one in the entire game. Yeah. And it's just sitting there it's so by conspicuous. The dock. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so everyone like uh, theorized for years that Mew was hidden under that so truck. You had to get there so to figure out a way to okay. move there the truck. There was some way to move the and truck. And use strength to oh. move the truck and then you'd catch it. So do you guys Mew. ever see Mew and encounter Mew in the game? No. no. I did. You so actually glitched it. I, no, no, no. I went to this cave and I was like, holy shit, it's a Mew. Oh my god! Oh my god! And I'm just like, sh- oh, shaking. You know what I mean? Like as a kid, as you are, yeah, yeah. And as like, but here's the thing: like, my Pokemon were not evolved enough. Like, I, oh, I did okay. not. Like, they yeah. did not. Were not strong enough for this. And I worked my way. I tried to catch it, and I missed. I like it keeps me up at night. Like the fact that I like I encountered a Mew and could not catch it. It's such a cool thing, and like. Each version of the game, red and blue, like the art was a little bit different. They were in different poses. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Like it, it, it really was a social experience, even though I didn't have a lot of friends who played games. If you if you play them on the um, Game Boy Color, the palettes are different between yeah, red and blue. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, and it, 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 then it, there was yellow. It's which such was a cool thing. And then you get and, and the storytelling is largely minimalistic. Like, you know what's happening, but it doesn't really like walk you through the next thing that you have to do. You just kind of keep getting caught up in situations and then you bring down a corporate espionage ring. Yep. And then you discover the secret Frankenstein project and then you end up living out the first act of pure Gint and catching Mewtwo and becoming the, the troll King, or at least that's what it is in the play I wrote. And, um, (laughs) (laughs) he, uh, he sure did write this play, and yep. it's very good, and, and he no refuses to finish it. it. Um, but it, it's it's the... But, and there's a darkness yeah. to it, too. Yeah. There's, like, something... Like, like yeah, it's for eight-year-olds, but it, it like... It, there's not just the lonely about it. Yeah, like you yeah. are a you are a child right. wandering the countryside fighting these monsters by yourself. Yeah, right. and your mom is, like, sad. Your mom is a sad character. But you know what makes it less lonely is when you bust out the link cable and you trade with your friends. Right. Yeah. Yes. That's the only way to alleviate the loneliness of those games is to yeah, trade Yeah, because running into Gary doesn't help. But then, like, you no, get to, like, guy. reform Gary, or Blue. You get to reform your rival at right. the end. At the end, he's like, damn, you beat me, dude. This, you did a great job. And then Oak comes in. He's like, you fucked up, you stupid <laughs> No good goddamn grandson of mine. I disown you. Anyway, Red, You're come on, oil. you rock. <laughs> okay, Red, go wait on top of a mountain for 60 years. <laughs> and then that's the thing. You play the second game. And there's the famous story about gold and silver where they, they had, and, and you can, you can now see the beta version. They, it's a much more elaborate looking game. It's not as flat as the original Pokemon. They have these pagoda designs that are a lot more intricate, but they couldn't get all the game to fit into a cartridge. And that leads to this like legendary story where they call up Satoru Iwata before mm. he's president of Nintendo. And cause he was like the, he was the guy that solved problems. He was the mm. George Abbott of video games. If you like my 1960s musical theater references, he went in and he fixed it. I mean, he, he really it. was an extraordinary problem solver. He that fixed man. it in yeah. a matter of days. I, you're, you're right. George Abbott really was spectacular. Shut up. And, and how did he, we lose patrons? And so <laughs> one of the things that he did was he reduced the number of tiles. So everything gets simplified. It looks more like the original game. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
he gets the game so small they can fit all of the like first game <laughs> into it. Hell yeah. And that was one of the biggest I had no idea that that was going to happen. That I got that game relatively new. You know, I got blue and red later and so I was kind of hearing about what I was going to encounter for my friends. And then I got gold and was mm. playing through it, beat the Elite 4 and it's like by the way, remember the old place? Come on back. It's all still here. You have to get all those badges again. And you're like, cool, I can hang. You know, there's no pressure. There's no plot going on there, except mm -mm. then you meet Blue because Cinnabar Island has been destroyed by a volcano. Yep. And Blue is just like, oh, this is weird. And you're like, oh, so that's the new gym leader, right? Giovanni has disappeared completely because he's dead, because Red killed him, because Mewtwo made him. Trust me on this. Um, <laughs> and and then Blue. More, and more people are saying like, that Blue is Red not a piece Giovanni. of shit anymore, right? He's like, he's responsible. He runs a gym. And then you go back to Pallet Town. You're like, I wonder what this is going to be like. And then you see it's Red's weird. mom and she's like, he's never come home. <laughs> it's been so long. And you go upstairs to his Super Nintendo and it just says, there's dust on this. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking bleak, man. And and then you get to climb Mount Silver, which is basically Mount Fuji, uh, but placed a little bit differently uh, in relation to the real Kanto. And as you're climbing up, you run into famed uh, old studio system actress Setsuko Hara. Mm -hmm. I am the only person who has identified this. And I am 100% sure that she is supposed to be Setsuko Hara because you run into this one house on the way to Mount Silver and it's an old woman in it. And she gives you steel wing and she says, keep this a secret. And like the next thing, when you press a and talk to her again, she's like, that's, you know, it's, it's so hard being famous or something like that because Setsuko Hara, the actress from Tokyo story, which everyone should watch. And you're going to feel terrible afterwards. Um, I did. I yeah. watched it and I felt terrible afterwards. Yeah. She left in 1963, 64. She left the industry completely and lived in a house uh, up in the mountains. Hmm. It's not far off. And I think they are making a, a Setsukahara joke. And, and I believe it's and I looked up the, the Japanese text and it's, it says something along the same lines as like she's a famous person kind of not wanting any attention. Right. In the same way that red is when you encounter. And him. yes, to think that like, you know, most silent protagonists are not really silent protagonists, right? Like Link's not a silent protagonist. The idea of a silent protagonist is you play as a character and whatever you say in response to the issue is whatever they say. Right. Um, like when you play Golden Sun 2, you run into Isaac and the gang again towards the end of the game. Isaac yeah. is talking. Yeah. Full and full, you know, full sentences. Yeah. Just like, hey, what's up? Right. And Felix was talking in the first game. And uh, when you run into Red, no, he does not talk. And it's something that gets commented on in the first game where you're on the SSN and that chef is like, what would you like for dinner? Ah, you are the strong silent type. I see. And uh, Brian did the original voices uh, for the oh, Pokemon really? game and led to yeah. every single voice being cut from the game. <laughs> <laughs> I always wondered why that game didn't have voice. It, it was it was a sort of Disco Elysium situation. They just called up left wing podcasters. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Before you had a podcast, he yeah, 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 yeah. You run into Red, and he is Taylor's version. He's at the top of this. <laughs> that was good. That he's was... at the top of this volcano, mm -hmm. waiting for death. Yeah. He's just sitting up there, doing nothing. No one has met him. Everyone's kind of talked about how he might be up there. Mm -hmm. You talk to him. He says nothing. You fight him. You beat him. He says nothing. And he disappears. 
And it's so interesting that they went there. Part of that comes from the fact that they thought this was going to be the end. When the team was making it, they were like, we know the trajectory of this kind of thing. It's on, it's on the downswing. Uh, so we're just going to put in everything. We're going to put in everything we can, can. This is going to be the big last hurrah. Maybe there will be more Pokemon in the future, but like, it's not going to be this anymore. Yeah. There's, there's just no way. Right. We know the market logic of this. And then they put in everything. And it's still here. <laughs> Yeah. And, and none of the games have ever lived up to that moment, I think, where you're on the mountain and you're running into yourself from three years ago. Mm. Yeah. And you have to do battle with it. And he's hard and he's hard. But he's like, there's just this darkness to it. And there's this weird feeling of failure. Mm. Like, yeah, he did all this stuff. He stopped Giovanni and Giovanni is dead because he killed him later under Mewtwo's influence and then he threw Mewtwo in the master ball to the bottom of the ocean and that's why he doesn't have it on the mountain or and, Mewtwo, uh, but like the there's what what does he want what did he ever did he ever want to do any of this like he just kind of gets pulled into everything all the time and now the one thing that he wants to do is be completely alone and then some asshole comes along and kicks his ass <laughs> That looks a lot like his younger self. Which, yeah. Ash, did you play Heart Gold or not Heart with the original uh, Gold and Silver? No, I didn't play Gold and Silver. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Was it th- those were just uh, you stopped at Red and Blue, and that was yeah, yeah, was I it. did. Yeah, you caught oh, them all. I caught. <laughs> I accomplished that. And I was like, I'm done. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm quitting while I'm ahead. On yeah. top, right? Um, I ca- honestly, I ca- I'm not joking. A countering Mew, I was just like, I don't even know. What where else is go, there? Like, where yeah. do, where, where do we go from here? Also, yeah. I, th- I mean, to actually have Mew randomly generate, the game would have needed to glitch in order for that yeah, to happen. Yeah, there's something that happened there to make that. Yeah, which is some, nuts. I do remember, yeah. like, so I was in a cave, just like, huh. uh, like I, I was trying to get around something, like, I was trying to solve a puzzle. Right. I was just like trying to get out around this thing, and yeah. then suddenly it, it appeared, and I was like, I. I don't know what to do. (laughs) I remember that being a report online, actually, that like that was the thing. It's like sometimes it's very astronomically small, but you can run into Mew in a cave. Weird. Yeah. Um, But like I always thought that was just urban legend. But if you're like something based around Mew, I believe you. It's something based around like the game modes where it's like the menu mode, the fight mode and the other mode, which is also what kind of causes missing no to happen when you talk to the old man. Right that trips things right. up and you can, there are, yeah, you can run into And that was like my objective of playing those games was to find you. So like after I found <laughs> yeah. that, I was like, I really don't know where to go from here. Yeah. Yeah. Alexander wept. <laughs> Imagine you like Captain Ahab, like 20 years later, you have a peg <laughs> leg somehow. Uh, <laughs> from hell's heart, I stab at thee. A Lapras bit it off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The shiny Lapras. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was Tracy's uh, Lapras. And um, so, for for Tracy better, Sketch it, is that what you're talking about? Tracy Sketchit. Fucking hate Tracy Sketchit. The, the, the team needs a himbo that's not him. Ash. Like it needs to be two himbos and Misty, who's like it keeping just, it all together. I, there's a whole thing in the podcast. Wait, was this the ones? replacement for Brock? Yeah, yeah. In the yeah. Orange for one movie. Brock got replaced for one yeah. movie. Uh, no, 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 no. And for one series. I, I for think one series, Brock yeah. is gone. Right? He was replaced. He came back. Max and Mandy replaced like. Replace Brock, Brock, like it's Misty. And Misty, Mac- yeah. yeah, and they all suck. Pokemon um, just yeah. turned into Adventures in Odyssey at some point. They all went yeah, the they, then they had some other characters that is, came on. So much of it is just so empty, and it's like, well, Pokemon's still here. Like, fine, whatever. I mean, it it does seem to tickle kids' imaginations in the same way. Yeah, yeah, that and it, it does. It did for us, and I think that's worthwhile. But it is also a multi-billion-dollar franchise think, of shit made out of plastic, right? 
<laughs> well, like, Brock yeah. became way too problematic. Sorry. Like, for a yeah, kid's show, like, yeah. it was just so much. Uh, yeah, he was very much a product of his time. But, I, yeah, I, I have this thing where it's the like... The Lars von Trier of the Pokemon world. <laughs> I, I've been thinking a lot about, like, media criticism and how yeah. things... How how there's been sort of a revelate a rev, a, like a like a, a revelation for me that um, things don't necessarily have to be for me like it, yeah, it is right right it, it and so many people like, were mad about right, Sword and Shield exactly. because about Sword and Shield because it wasn't built for like a mo- like a grown up Pokemon fan it's but it of, actually is a really good game for right. kids no I I uh, read a lot about this uh, just the the heated controversy that happened about all these games being like some of them were too easy or they didn't like the way <laughs> right. it was like a Pokemon shit. game yeah, easy exactly. not on my watch <laughs> twitch like, beat red grown, and blue yeah grown yeah. ass adults and the problem is is that the mark like the they they begin marketing to these adults and yeah. they would change aspects of the game and then right. it stopped becoming appealing to kids because they were they were one too difficult and not comprehensive enough for them um and it just it it lacked that that beginner innocence because ultimately the cards are really great i i nannied kids who had pokemon cards and they're really great when it comes to like counting and adding and yeah oh absolutely it really built and it built their social skills. I had a kid that was. Oh, well, now they can summon familiars to do things for them and curse, <laughs> yeah. curse well, their as enemies. As long as they hold yeah. a stick in the air. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I had a kid who was on the spectrum, and he was. It was really hard for him to connect with other kids, mm. and he had these Pokemon cards, and it gave him an in That's, to like yeah. talk to other. There kids. There is something that that does connect, and there is absolutely value in that. I'm glad I never got into the cards, and like part of that yeah. was my parents thinking it was a scam. Mm. Which, and, which and, it is. And it is, part yeah, of it was true. me being like, and some of this was probably just cope but, because I couldn't get it. So I was like rationalizing it. But like the kids at school never played with them. Right. They yeah. just stood around trading. That Was that your experience too? Yeah. Well, I, I did the league. I, I played the league okay. at my yeah. local okay. game store. Well, we didn't um, have that in Gallup, New Mexico. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I was really bad at the game. I had one friend who had Digimon cards. Oh, and so sure. he wow. had two packs. And so he just. We'd play it on the bus and he'd like have me use one pack and he'd use the other one and then we'd play. Because that, that's fun. Yeah. You're playing yeah. a game, standing around in a circle and being like, hey, maybe, maybe. What, were you, what were you going to say, AJ? Yeah. No, well, I I mean, uh, it's kind of two pronged. One, I was yeah. the I was the Pokemon to Yu-Gi-Oh pipeline. Yeah. And, yeah, so oh, so that, that's why I sort of dropped off the anime, the anime of Pokemon and uh, the games of Pokemon because I moved on to Yu-Gi-Oh yeah. because right. that actually had characters and friendships that were like a little more complex right, than right. Pokemon. It was, and it like, was more complex. And, and it was, and you know, it was a lot more exciting for a teenage like a, a right. like a, a like a 12 year old boy to like right right that. that's yeah it, it aims a little bit older yeah but the uh but the thing i was gonna say was that i i respect pokemon so much because it didn't go the way of comic books which is it didn't it age star- up yeah yeah it didn't start sure. off as a thing strictly for kids and right. then as those kids grew up and started making comic yeah. books they started making comics for them and not for the next generation of kids they didn't pull pokemon did not pull up the ladder behind yeah, it yeah, 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 you yeah. know it right. kept it down so that I mean, literally th- there's i think there's a reason they're called yeah. generations of pokemon because yeah. we, it is something that we have to pass on i mean imagine right. that imagine point. if like we're approaching 40 and there's like <laughs> A Pokemon, Pokemon. Yeah, yeah Pokemon. You uh, my Lapras. Well, this is this is. I break you. This comes back to what I was Pokemon saying earlier. Unemployment form and divorce <laughs> filings. It's like this, this. This comes back to what I was saying earlier. Like, it's the right the, shoe in the divorce. The, the, <laughs> this comes back to what I was talking about earlier, though. With um, you know, no, nobody wants a, a Pokemon where 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 Misty fucks. Like that's not a thing. 
that anybody should ever want. No. Right. Um, and the fact that some people want it, okay, that's fine, whatever, like, fuck off. Well, and even the gritty Pokemon that you referenced, Pokemon Coliseum, that's for 12-year-olds. Right. Yeah, it was it's not, not for grown-ups. No. So, but so the, the thing that I wanted to say about this was that... Um, Something that's that I, I see because, you know, what, what we sort of always end up talking about on the show is the way that uh, this pop culture sort of reflects the decline of broader American empire and so forth. Mm-hmm. Right. The thing that's interesting that's happening in culture now uh, and has been happening for some time. But yeah. as industry becomes more and more and more consolidated in entertainment, uh, the options available to you are also becoming more and more and more consolidated yeah. Yeah. and studios tend to now try to be all things to all people. Right. So to the comic book example, you have dark, gritty versions of the universes. Then you have cleaner versions of the universes. You even even have prestige versions versions. with with Todd Phillips' Joker. There's a world in which Pokemon could have gone down that exact same road, right? But it didn't, which is interesting. But but also that's... Detective Pikachu. I was just going to say, I was going to bring Detective Pikachu. We kind of do have to talk about Detective Pikachu, don't we? So I, uh, this is, I'm notorious on the old podcast for absolutely positively refusing to watch. I was like, I'll watch all these. I will not watch Detective Pikachu. Oh, interesting. Um, I was just like, I I, I was frustrated over like that whole uh, trying to be compelling to everybody all at once and the grittiness of a Pokemon. Like even the the aesthetics of the Pokemon themselves was like, they look dirty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it felt very Lord and Miller, like the, like imitation Lord and Miller. But I, mm. I will say that, uh, it, it is like a very weird, weird type of, I did end up watching it. It was a very weird <laughs> type of movie. Like it wasn't yeah. traditional oh, Pokemon. Yeah. Well, it felt like it actually honestly felt like what Pokemon games were to JRPGs, which is like baby's first noir. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I think it was an interesting like Avenue into that thing. I don't know though. Cause like, I feel like every movie is that plot line now? We did get to see Bill Nighy say ditto, which I thought was very fun. <laughs> and I, So I never saw um, Detective Pikachu, but my understanding is that mm. the uh, the Pikachu is actually his dad, right? Yes. Yeah, it's his yeah. dead yes. dad. That's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. It was the worst thing I've ever seen. Oh, it's awful. And it was also like the whole, like... But then how can they do sequel? Canonizing <laughs> uh, the cops and police yeah. and state. But and I, I mean, yeah. like, it was, but, but I think the thing that was most upsetting to me was that I heard people being like, oh, I, it was, it was, it resonated uh, with me. They were so wrong. It's not a good movie. It's it sounds not, terrible. It's a terrible no, movie. It's, it's, it's dreadful. I mean, it's, it's a really, like, the, the I dialogue. Had a time. I, 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 <laughs> thought was, I thought it was The fun. dialogue is like Disney Channel original movie yeah. tier. And not yeah. like a solid Disney Channel original movie like Lemonade Mouth. And like the well, no, of course yeah. not. But th- this movie didn't actually have Brian Alford in it, no, so that's part of the no. problem. But and like the that's the CGI sauce. is weird because it's like so detailed, but it's still it doesn't look like it fits. It actually looks like it fits less than it would if it was more. I would have loved a Who Framed Roger Rabbit kind of bit where it was just two D drawn animation. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, that would and be... well, it's just like I mean they could have uh, it's CGI that would is cost in, more. CGI so. is just in general in a bad place for a, a whole host yes. of reasons, but it just didn't look like it fit. And yeah. it would have looked fit if it was actually more crude in a lot of ways. Um, if well, they be, did look perhaps dirtier. But they all look like they're kind of floating in front of the screen a little bit. Yeah. Well, and the, the crudest, and then also Ryan Reynolds. Like, oh, fuck that. I don't I don't even want they to. Should have had yeah, they should have had fucking Danny DeVito. They, should have had someone, they could have had anyone um, with a low voice. Better. They could have had a black actor with a low voice. 
It should not have just been Ryan Reynolds who just sort of sounds also like Chris Pratt. You know, it's just like everything is Chris Pratt and then they didn't get Chris Pratt. So they got the Canadian one who's not an evangelical. Right. And um, it's just it just feels like every other movie. It just feel like and that's what they're going to do with with the Chris Pratt Mario, which I just remembered. Oh, right. God. It's so, like the old Mario was insane and also bad. We have now talked about all sorts of different things. Pokemon related. Mm hmm. Um, and we've gone from talking about... You've taught me, I've taught you. Yeah, and you know... Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the, the big question is, at this point, I don't know, where where the fuck do we go from here? Like, yeah. d- d- does... Uh, I don't think there... I don't think there is an active thing. Other than, like... Pokemon simply exists now and will yeah. continue right. to exist. It's just part of the exist. background noise. Yeah, I mean, they, re- they, they remade Pokemon that- Snap and it's sold like gangbusters. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like what's weird is that we're now getting like, because they've, they've been remaking, they've been in the process of remaking all of their games just over and over and over again. Right, like, literally every generation like now has like a set generation that it's going to remake along with right. it. Yeah. Well, the thing is they're they're currently doing is they're just creating more Pokemon, which means they yes. have to create more movies, which yes. means they ha- they can sell more merchandise. It also right. means though that they have to create more assets every time they make a game. So the games continue mm-hmm. to get exponentially more difficult to right. make. Yes. yes. Right. Which is why things like Pokemon Snap or this like whatever this new one is, they have more Arceus, limited. right? Pokemon Arceus. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It looks like they've limited their palette, right? So then they can actually make a game. But Game Freak doesn't actually seem all that interested in mm-hmm. making it. You know, they made that game with Toby Fox that came out around the same time as Sword and Shield. A uh, Little Town Hero? Yeah, and it apparently sucked really bad. Um, totally I totally apparently the yeah, mechanics me were very, very interesting for it, but it was almost impossible to play. Yeah, well, the game I, uh, is, you know, the studio itself is just kind of lost in the past. I mean, right. Satoshi Tajiri is one of the most, one of the wealthiest yeah. people in video games because he owns the, you know, Shigeru Miyamoto is not worth anywhere near as much as him because he owns the company. It is the largest media franchise in existence. It's bigger right. than Star Wars. It is bigger than Mario. It is bigger than Mickey Mouse. It is bigger than Hello Kitty. It is right. bigger than Harry Potter. It is huge, yeah. but there's also like nothing. It's also like there's nothing to it. It's just a bunch of critters. Well, and, and there's th- stuff that happens on this show and in these movies, but not really. Well, yeah, true. I mean, you could say the same thing, though, about like the Harry Potter universe. Like, eventually sure, that's right. going to, like, they're going to run out, which they pretty much have now. Yeah, they have. Has a turf. I feel yeah. like um, I feel like that's what the cursed child is. It's like, we ran out. They ran out. Yeah. yeah. I, We're doing Shrek 4 what, what, as the plot for this two-part play. I think Shrek 4 is better than Cursed Child by, like, a <laughs> huge margin and it's still not good but what i think what i think is so interesting about that piece and this is just a thought that i had is pokemon if we go all the way back to the original thing then we we talk about this it is a complete game but it's a little game it's small it's small it's small it's It's simple it's like a b c d there's nothing really it it is a game of course that takes you on a big trip um and it pushed the game boy to its absolute limits as a system right but in terms of the concept and the execution it is something that is fundamentally simple that was able to be uh then monetized and expanded on and branded out to great effect 
So, I mean, so to answer your question, where do we go now? The thing is that since pop culture is cyclical, like kids are just going to need to come back to like you're yeah. you're always going to get a generation who like, rediscovers it, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's right. just going to keep finding it. So even if they run out, uh, finally they're just like they throw up their hands and be like, "We're done with Pokemon." There's always which will be, never happen. No, yeah. no. Yeah. Uh, there will there will always be a generation rediscovering it, and then starting from the ground up, from the the small video games to the current. TV show, the current movies, the current video games. Yeah. And what's encouraging too, actually about um, a lot of this stuff is that there does seem to be a little bit more artistic expression coming in, at least to the anime. Like they've completely changed the visual style of it. I think they changed animation studios and it's (laughs) a lot more like slapsticky and and like there's actual like really good humor in it now in a way that was always kind of missing in uh, at least the anime that I used to watch. Um, So it does seem at least that it, it, it is able to hopefully reinvent itself right. into something, you know, that because uh, I mean, with 25 years of material, like there'll yeah. always be a new generation rediscovering a different generation of Pokemon yeah, right. from now yeah. until, you know, the sun explodes. Until then, I'm not going to get back into Pokemon until they give me what I want, which is a Gengar that can suck its own dick. <laughs> a Nancy Reagan. Absolutely. I'm the worst of all possible Josh's. I'm the worst of all possible AJ's. And I am the worst of all possible Brian's. Thank you, Ash, so much. For showing up and spending a (laughs) long time with us getting this all set up and recorded. We'll see y'all later. Folks, welcome to the year 2002 and 20. As always, thank you for staying with us. And we would, of course, like to thank our patrons at Patreon, who are the ones who keep us going into this new year and hopefully many more to come. They include Aeneas Hemphill, Andrew Kilroy, Ari Rodriguez, Ben Ferber, Benjamin R. Alford, Bill Corby, Dave Skolar, Davis Van Dominic Russo, Earl Reynolds, Ian J.V., Nate Netsley, Nell Johnson, Octavia Immersive, Olivia Hernandez, Scott M., Tony Diddy, Trevor Strunk, what a hell of a way to die, with a very special thank you to Ashley Stoneman, Dara Swisher, Hannah White, Nikola Donov, Sam Borman, Silverbear909, and Timmy Sexton. All right, folks, stay out of the tall grass or something. Mm-hmm.